The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. And we're up. Let's go, Tim Dillon. How are you, sir? I'm good now, looking at that coat. Thank you for having me. It's <laughs> raccoon. I went to a furrier in New York and two little old Jewish guys and... They go, we don't have anything in your size, uh, like Sable or Chinchilla or any of the high end. But then the one of the little guys goes, we may have a raccoon in the back. And he, <laughs> <laughs> and he came out with this. And this is a raccoon, but he was explaining it's from Finland. Like these oh. raccoons are Finnish. Is that the actual color of their fur? Did they dye that? Because it, it's a, the, like a blonde, almost like a, like a grizzly bear. I think the raccoons in Finland are, are have different colors, perhaps. Mm. Let's Google that. Yeah. What does a raccoon look like in Finland? Is that a different animal? What do the, they call them? They call them dumpster dogs or something um, like that? Trash pandas. Trash pandas, that's it. You know? Yeah. And uh, listen, <laughs> I like a raccoon too, but I also like fur. I think people should be allowed to wear fur. Well, it is weird that you're allowed yeah. to kill animals and eat them. Why are they calling a raccoon dog? Oh, oh so it is, it is kind of similar to, to, the, to the code I have. I typed in Finland raccoon, and it just keeps saying raccoon dog. Raccoon dog. See, in Finland, they seem to be more tan. Yeah, that looks like your, your coat. Yeah. That's a, that doesn't look like a raccoon. Like If I saw that, I wouldn't say that's a raccoon. I'd be like, what is that? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's kind of got a raccoony face. Like, sc yeah. scroll back up to those images. Like, that picture up there, that's a raccoony face. This cr cute, cute creature. That's a raccoony face. But the color of it, I'd be like, what is that? That one looks a little weird. That's weird. Yeah. So they call him a raccoon dog? I, I, I just typed in. Bro, you got a dog coat on. That's rough. I knew. I knew it. I think I got taken advantage of. <laughs> <laughs> this was it. They kind of looked at each other a few times, and this one didn't even have the liner in. They put the liner in. Oh, Jesus. it's a very cheap liner. Oh, they put the liner in. I just went in because I was curious about. I don't. I don't understand it. I get curious about different things. So these furriers in New York City, a lot of them will kick you out. If you don't have an appointment. So one of them just said, we can't deal with you. You don't have an appointment, go. But then these two guys were nice enough to talk to me a little bit. And I was just asking questions. I'm like, <clears throat> what's the deal? They're like, well, Sable is like our, the top thing. And then they're like, obviously, chin Mink and Chinchilla and Fox. Could and they make you a custom of course, one? Of course. They size? could absolutely so order it. They could absolutely make a custom one. But I wanted something fun. To come on here with yeah so i said i don't really even want one of these so i just want to do like an impulse buy just give me something to buy right i don't want to think and about you got, this you got the raccoon and then the guy goes we have a wreck i don't know what it it could be a costume <laughs> <laughs> and that might have been what the patterson guy wore in the bigfoot foot yeah i have no idea what it is but it is a fun and it's got that hood mm. it's got a hood like if you were a rapper or uh, something like this. Do you know, you know? Bill, you know Bill Blumenreich from uh, Boston? Of course. Yeah. Uh, Bill had uh, a mink coat once. Yeah. And he let me try it on. I'm like, let me try that on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it's so warm. It's He's amazing. Like, yeah. There's a reason why people like them. But people get real mad. Oh yeah, they don't like it. But it's also weird. Like, you're allowed to wear leather. Right. Like, what is leather? If you're leather is everywhere. Everybody wears leather. It's leather in cars. is just the fur removed. That's all it is. Right. 
like uh, crocodile scales. There's a company called Origin, and uh, one of the elk that I shot, we took the hide and had the hide shipped to them. They're going to turn it into boots. Yeah, it's good use of leather. Of course, what, but that's normal. Nobody gets nobody gets freaked out if they see you with leather boots. Well, on. wasn't this Everybody the entire? I mean, on. you know more than me, but the the Native Americans who respected the you know the the animals and the environment, it was all about utilizing every part of the animal. Yeah, they used everything they could, and right. they lived in harmony with them. Like you know, yeah. especially like some. Some of these Native American tribes had these relationships where they were migratory with the animals. Right. Like like Buffalo and the Comanche. They they followed them around, man. And they they used all their they blankets, they all sorts of things. Yeah. They, they, their teepees, everything. Like so to me, I don't understand where it became uh, you know, so controversial. Because it's uh, it's Really rich people flaunting that they can go have someone murder a mink for them. Right. And you're wearing this thing and you've got all these diamonds and you're walking right. in fabulous. It's, it's imbalanced. It's, right. It's grossly imbalanced. To you're, a degree. You're a wrapper with like hundreds in your hands. You're throwing them sure, out. Sure, but the somehow crowd. I look balanced with nature in Yay. this in an odd way. I don't, you know. I don't even feel like I look rich in this. I look a little crazy. Well, I you look like a guy on out. the brink of something and not right. a good thing. It depends on what you like. I would look at this. That's a fun guy. That's a f My initial reaction when I saw yeah. you in it, I was like, this yeah. is awesome. It's, it's interesting because it, it, it does seem to me, I understand that people are morally against it. But when you start like... I don't know, throwing paint on people, right? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Red paint. I was yeah. in Beverly Hills once. They had like outside of a store, they were like chanting and they were trying to intimidate people walking in the store. It just feels silly. I had a girl tell me once, she was upset at the comedy store, that I, I had fur, I had a hoodie with fur around the edges of it. And she and she just like out of nowhere, I wasn't even talking to her. She's like something shitty about the fur. Right. I, go, I go, it's fake. Yeah. I go, it's fake fur. It's like, a f it's a fucking hoodie. Right. And she goes, I don't like what it represents. <laughs> what is it rep What is wrong with these people? <laughs> I don't- It represents- This was a long time ago, by the way. This is not like famous me. But I was like, this is such, such a crazy conversation. Like, it's fake fur. Like, I, I don't understand. I, I, I understand people that are ethical vegans who say, I don't want any type of animal product ever. Right. Okay. Um, I disagree with that, and I think a lot of people on Earth would disagree with that. I think the human race would go would starve pretty quickly if we couldn't eat any animal product. Yeah, that if, wouldn't work out well. It wouldn't but it's work all, out. It, uh, it is also very complicated because the relationship that we used to have with animals, like the animal relationship that you're talking about with the Native Americans, where yes. they had this the tribal relationship where they followed these herds around and hunted them expertly. That is so different than going to Jack in the Box. That's true. And, and that's what most of what our meat is coming from, this weird subversion of like the natural way of getting food. The factory farming. Yeah, but in, uh, there's never been a time ever where in human history where people have stuffed so many fucking animals into warehouses and just beheaded them. But because our population has never been greater. Right. It's never been bigger. We've never had more of a burden to feed people. Yeah. Right. And it's unfortunate the way that it happens. I mean, we've all seen like 
the footage of like the chickens mm-hmm. that don't get to walk around. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Not good. Also, I think that up until fairly recently, like fairly recently, like within the last couple hundred years, it was unheard of to not grow your own food. Right. I think everybody sort of knew that you had to grow some of your own food or hunt some of your own food. Well, that's so hard now because how do you do that in Arizona? You don't. Right? Like if you live in the desert. I mean, what kind of water rights do you have? Right. Right? Or if you're in Minnesota and it's freezing. Right. So it's just, it becomes difficult to live that. I'm sure that's the ideal way to live. But the modern world is, it's very hard. People don't have any time. No. You know? No, it's hard. And, you know, imagine what it was like before they had trucks. Imagine, like, living in Manhattan in January in 1700 and you can't get an apple. It's insane. Like, there's there's no there's no fruit. You're not it's getting insane. any fruit. You're not getting any vegetables. Well, what's funny is, like, there's a show on HBO called The Gilded Age, and it's about all these really, you know, like, the robber barons, like the industrialists. Mm-hmm. And, like, they all had these massive staffs of people that would just make them dinners every night. <laughs> just cra- It was crazy. Like, <laughs> they had entire staffs of, like, usually Irish chefs and cooks and waiters and everything just to facilitate the meal the daily meal like it was very royal and regal and they would have people just there cooking for them and making their food and it was it's interesting to watch because haves and the have nots back then back then it was wild like people say it's wild now and it is wild now because a lot of the haves now can take a spaceship and and you know Take a blunt drive around the globe. That's yeah. wild. How much carbon does that burn off into the atmosphere? I don't know. I mean, if you want to talk about yeah. some of the most ridiculous yeah. excesses of carbon use, yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> shooting rich people into orbit. <laughs> yeah, That's so probably. nuts. That must be so much gas. It's so nuts. But like anything else, right? They'll say, well, it's good for, uh, I guess, the. Uh, it incentivizes people to care about space exploration. Right. Because they're going to pay a lot of money to go up there. Right. And that money is going to get utilized to discover more things. I, I, You know, who knows if that's... <clears throat> it's a weird argument. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like... <laughs> I mean, look, I'm happy that they're exploring space. But I feel like maybe someone should sit down and go, hey, until you guys figure out a better way to get yeah. off the fucking ground. Yeah. Let's just... Let's just chill. If we, How are we saying no one yeah. should burn carbon fuel? How are we saying yeah. that you can't have <laughs> gas-powered cars in California after right. 2035? Yeah. How are we saying that while we're shooting off these giant fucking yeah. metal tubes of into, jet fuel into and space. on fire? <laughs> but literally, it's literally burning in the sky. I think that's the reward when you have a billion dollars <laughs> is to you can you it you want to think you can leave. Yeah. That seems to be the reward. It's these guys going like, we don't have it quite figured out yet. But they're like, God, it might be nice if I could leave. Oh, my God, it would be hell. You know, it would be tough. It would be so stupid. The first person that leaves, they're going to fall. Into, there's a trap. And here's a trap. Just because something's hard to do doesn't mean it's good to do. Right. And you could say it's going to be so difficult for us to get to Mars. Right. 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 Also so difficult for someone to for, fucking save for you. For a reason. Yeah. yeah. That's not a good place to go. No. We have spots in Earth that suck. Go right. visit those. Yeah. They can get you out Absolutely. by helicopter if you're lucky. These people want, I think there's that fantasy of like, 
seeding other planets mm-hmm. with biological DNA, yeah. carrying on the human race. The idea that the Earth might be past a tipping point, maybe. I think we have to realize that time does not give a fuck about the human race. Right. Time doesn't care. If we got hit by an asteroid and this whole planet got knocked back down into the Jurassic period again. Right. That totally could happen. It's happened before. It's the reason why we're here in the first place, supposedly, right? The the Yucatan impact. If that happens again, time doesn't care. Do time we doesn't ha- care. Can we, we care. Can we do anything to the asteroid now that we're more advanced? They are slowly but surely being able to recognize where they... The real problem, supposedly, I believe, is ones that come from uh, ne- too near the sun. Right. The, the problem is the gravity of the sun. I'm sure I'm fucking this up. I'm sorry. Uh, I think the gravity of the sun, the mass of the sun is so immense that it's difficult to see objects that are behind it coming towards us. So if something's passing the sun and going towards us, we might not see it until it's too late to do anything about it. And then even if we do see it, there's only a few different methods that they've devised that seem to like, one of them is you like hit it with a surface, like something lands on it. And this changing of the aerodynamics of it, like changes its trajectory in some way. And another one is breaking it up. The breaking it up one scares people, though, because they're like, well, what if you break it up into many pieces that you just go to a bunch of different spots on Earth, and it has the same impact, just not in one spot. Right. Like, you might you might actually, maybe it would have landed in the ocean, and most people would survive. It's amazing that nothing, we haven't had a really... And you you might know more than I do, but we haven't had a really like destructive asteroid impact in a in a long time. It's a timeline thing, dude. Right. Our timeline is our lifetime, and it's so long for a person, and it's so nothing for space. Right. It's so nothing. It literally is nothing. Right. Our timeline is a hundred years for a human timeline. The the Earth is four point whatever billion years old. The universe. There's all these arguments now. The universe is even older than 13.7 billion years ago. I'm not really smart enough to understand. It's something about the forming of the galaxies. Like they seem to have formed quicker. That that wouldn't be possible if the Earth was only, or if the universe was right. only 13.7 billion years. But Brian Keating doesn't agree with it, so maybe he's right. I don't know who's right, but it's either way. We're a hundred years of nothing. It's so quick, and if we get hit with an asteroid. And then everything starts, and it's another 65 million years from now until the new form of intelligent life <laughs> right. arises. The, the universe doesn't care about that. No, right. Me, me saying we haven't had a significant impact is like when your 13-year-old starts talking about Israel and Palestine. <laughs> like, they just don't. This yeah. is, it's a, it's, I sound ridiculous because it's literally, I've been on the planet 38 years and I'm like yeah. we haven't had anything you get you, as you get older you get old enough to realize this hustle you get oh this this is a hustle like you're tr- you're pretending like you can do something right you're pretending like you're gonna make a life and leave a mark and all it's you're just moving right and you're gonna be gone and new people are gonna move into that and everyone's affecting everybody and we're all working towards some weird goal right and some of it involves rockets and computers and we're just building wilder and wilder technology but 
I don't know if we can escape before something hits. And I have a feeling that's what's happened many times in the past. I think that's the biggest key to the mystery of people. And you think that we may have gotten to this point. I think we definitely did. Where people were podcasting in ridiculous coats. Yes. And then something comes and ruins it. Yeah. And then it takes billions of years to get back to that. Millions. Millions to get back to that. Not really millions. I think probably whatever the Egyptians were doing, I think they were the most advanced civilization that ever existed. That's what I think. This is, I mean, I'm out of line here for sure. Listen, if you're an archaeologist and you're pulling your hair out, I get it. But I don't think we could do what they did. I think if we just look at it for just the sheer dynamics, the volume of stone that they moved, the precision in which they built it, I really don't think we can do that. Just the symmetry of the faces of the statues is unparalleled. And they're immense. These are monstrously huge, perfectly symmetrical faces. Right. Their their temples are insanely intricate with 20-ton gigantic stone blocks that were taken from a mountain 500 miles away. And no one has any idea how the fuck they got them. Nobody has any clue. No guesses. Right. There's some guesses about, oh, maybe the river system was different back then. Whatever. How right. are you getting that 50-ton chunk of granite no out of a fucking mountain and moving it down, even with modern equipment? How are you getting it over the mountain? So it seems like You don't they, even have roads. What are you doing? They were incredibly advanced. Incredibly advanced. With math, with science, with technology. F- certainly with geometry. They also had an understanding of the cosmos. They definitely had an understanding of the constellations. And that's one of the reasons why the the fringe theory is that the Sphinx is way older than what they have it currently dated at was like 2500 BC, which is still crazy old, right? Right. But what they think is it's probably older than that, maybe even 10,000 or 30,000 years old. And that at these times in whenever the calendar is aligned properly, whatever the year is, it's like exactly where a lion would be staring the constellation Leo. That's mind blowing. Mind blowing. To think about that stuff. I don't know if that's true though. That's a weird one. It's like how do we know if like there's the from the burning of the Library of Alexandria, we lost so much of an understanding of what the Egyptians knew and what they recorded. So there's a lot like there's a lot of weird speculation amongst Egyptologists. Like they look at the old, they have hieroglyphs that show kings that go back forty thousand years. Right, and they look that like they look at that as myth. But it, it's, so it gets to a certain yeah. time, and they decide, okay, yeah. now this is really this is Tutankhamun, this is Ramses. Uh, are we talking about kings. biblical times, or even we're, we're predating oh, pre, that? Pre, so we're really times. predating the biblical yeah. times. If they're correct. If these hieroglyphs are real, instead of like saying that they're myth because they're talking about kings that ruled the earth 40,000 years ago when we're, we decided that those people back then were primitive. But if they're right, and if it only existed in a few places on earth, well, that makes sense. Right. That's how it is now. You right. can go Right now, you can go to the Amazon, you see people living like they lived thousands of years ago. Right. And then you can see someone here get hit by a car because they're looking at their phone. That's right. You know, it's like they're both existing at the same time. I think that's probably always been the case with people. 
there's always been like people that live in Siberia, these nomadic tribal people that are very content just living the same way they've always lived. And then there's people that live in San Francisco that have people shitting on their street and fucking right. shooting up in front of them, getting paid. Yeah. It's, so it's interesting. You just you've always kind of had that dichotomy of really advanced people and then really, you know, I don't want to use the word primitive, but right. certainly you know, these uncontacted tribes and, and things like that. Human and, beings yeah. always have inequality. Yeah, there's always that strata. There's of, always something. Yeah, right. And it's whether it's cultural, whether it's geographical, whether you're trapped on an island, like whatever. You're always going to find somewhere, somewhere on Earth, someone who's just way beyond, like, what we think of as, like, modern society, like, what's acceptable, running what These people have none of that. Right. These people, have, they're making their own spears. Yeah. They're hunting. They have leaves on their dicks. They're killing they're, animals yeah, they, yeah. For, out of necessity. Out of necessity. Because those animals might kill them. Yeah. Right. They know what leaves to take. Have you ever seen those people? The, 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 I think the Waranami, is that what they're called? In the yeah. Guyana. They, they, they throw poison in the water. Have you to gone to, like... Have you gone to Machu Picchu or the no, Brazil or the no. Amazon or anything? The only places that I've been to that are really, I, I just got back from Greece. Yeah. We did Greece this summer. That was amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. But that's, you're talking like 2,500 years old. That's, uh, it's like a child compared to the pyramids. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's really amazing antiquity and how old things are. Yeah. And then where, where the line is between what is myth and what is history mm -hmm. and trying to figure that out, which is no, it's very hard. I think that even the stuff that we think of as like the cradle of wisdom, like what happened in Greece when they were building the Acropolis and the Parthenon and when they were all, all, where democracy came from. All, I think that is like a rebuilding of civilization. That's right. what I think. And I think if you can go back in a time machine, I bet if you could get to... Egypt 25,000 years ago, I bet you'd be fucking blown away. I bet they had some very bizarre Technologically advanced society that had a different path they went down So we went down the path of engines and computers right. and right, but that doesn't mean that's the only way to invent technology no, That's just the path right. that we've been on right if they had figured out some other stuff they had figured out if they had hundreds of thousands of years of time to really evolve and and become modern humans, which is what we think now. They used to think that people were only around for like 50,000 years, like anatomically modern humans. But now they pushed it back to like 200,000 years ago, 300, it keeps going back further right. and further and further. So yeah. people really did live that long. It's Think about how quick we went from like 1800 to 2023. Yeah, it's Insane. Quick. It's quick. But the difference in riding around on a fucking wagon being right. dragged by an animal or some yeah. stupid boat you had to take across the Atlantic. Right. And no one had any idea where the icebergs yeah, were. No to, had... to now existing, you know, primarily in like, uh, you know, half in and half out of a completely digital universe. Yes. Half in, half out. Yeah. Connected constantly to your phone. And every book, like I'm reading a book now called The D Dimensions of a Cave, and it's basically about... What will things look like when we are more fully on that digital platform? Yeah. Like what constitutes a crime in the Ooh. digital world? Ooh. What does war look like when everything's digital? What happens like, if something like Grand Theft Auto, if people get prosecuted for beating people up with pipes? Well, this is what, you know, there's like weird like ethical questions yeah. about like when 
we're living a lot of our lives on these digital platforms. Right. What is a crime? What is surveillance when everything's surveillance? Right. Right. What are, you know, what are the laws? What are the rules? What are the consequences for breaking them? Can you be cast out of that? You know, just like the way we debate social media. Now imagine it's even more immersive than social media. It's augmented reality, virtual reality, some form of metaverse, whatever it is. Can we, do we cast you out Mm. where you can't participate in this thing that everybody else is participating in? And these are interesting questions because people are saying that we'll probably get there quicker than we think, yeah. you know, in the, in the space of maybe 10 years or something, they're, they're looking at these programs and platforms and going, oh, there's going to be a lot. Like that's why the AI battle that they had with Hollywood, it, it seems ultimately a losing battle, right. like it, it, which is, you know, not something that I love. But ultimately, it seems like, look at the trailer for the new GTA. It's pretty amazing. Amazing. Imagine that even better. You know, it seems like there is going to be a time when we're watching a show of all AI people and enjoying it. And that's just what it is. And maybe we're even feeling like we're involved or immersed in it. Yeah. Maybe we're sitting there watching a guy get shot or ran over or... Watching a hooker get killed, I don't know, but you know, it's very possible we could be in the thing. Yeah, I mean, there's people now talking about like, what's this, Jamie? Uh, this showed up on the Twitter recently. It's all fake news. A 25 minute news AI broadcast. All it's AI. fake. And she's even saying it. It's all generated by AI. Yeah, so no one's going to know what's real anymore. Like, watch your mouth. Like, enables us to bring you a global perspective. 24-7, right from the heart of our AI. Right yeah, we Hold make on. it let me, up. Let me listen to what, she, yeah. what they're saying here. Enables us to bring you a global perspective. 24-7, right from the heart of our AI native newsroom. All presented by our team of AI-generated reporters. <laughs> Maybe you hear the words artificial intelligence. <laughs> Wait, is that a real dude? No. No. I mean, no way. It may be at one point was, but that's not a person. That's, this is AI-generated movement, talking, blinking, all that. Oh, my God. I say Personalized maybe, news. This is yeah, so dystopian. Maybe do AI news, though, because the reality is most people can't do much about the news anyway. Right. So AI news, where you just kind of make up stories, right. might be the future. Or you might heavily um, censor what you want, and people could choose their own news. Yeah, that's what- People are kind of doing that already. They're kind of doing that already. They choose their own news. My aunt chooses her news. In her news, Donald Trump has been running the government for the last four years. He speaks to the generals directly. Biden has been dead for a while, which, by the way, that's harder and harder to argue with her about. And in her news, Donald Trump will then come back to the throne, um, but he's still running anything that she goes, anything, she tells us Thanksgiving, because anything that can happen with China, Russia, Trump's doing the negotiation, not Biden. Have you seen the uh, Biden ear conspiracy? No. The earlobe conspiracy? But I love it. (laughs) Already I love it. If you then look he, at put old something in his photos ear. of Biden, yeah. his earlobe hangs down. Ooh. As he gets older, his earlobe is connected, which is impossible. That's odd. It's impossible. Like your, your, your ear doesn't change its position unless you get surgery. 
So what do we think? I think he had a facelift. Oh, definitely. 100%, right? Definitely. Which is, by the way, that doesn't work on guys. Right. It no, make, it doesn't. It doesn't make you doesn't. look better. It just makes you look weird. Well, Your Putin, face is Putin shiny. in Russia has different doubles. He has body doubles. He has body doubles. But they 100% can do that. They right. can do that with makeup. Like, I've seen videos where a person is talking, and it just looks like some weird old man. Yeah. And they just grab their face and peel it off. Like, there's the makeup they can do is, like... Hollywood stuff like yeah. stuff like Rick Baker could do sure like they have like real no, it's insane. I, I, I did some dumb cameo <clears throat> In a horror movie and they they made my whole head. Yeah, they just made my head They molded it. It looks exactly like my head mm. and they cut it off. Yeah, it's it, the special effects and the ability to do things like that insane. is it's insane. And they can 3D print things now. They The, the, the technology is so good, and, and the materials are so good, and these artists are fucking incredible. They can 100% make you look like a totally different person. Oh, for and sure. And I guarantee you they employ some of those people. Right. Like, if you were going to have someone, and they were like a, a, a CIA undercover person going into a terrorist organization, wouldn't you fucking have them dressed differently wouldn't you have to give them a different face absolutely why wouldn't you do that well the things that they're doing at darpa and all of these things are so far from what we you know they had the internet in the 70s right they had a version of it did you see this new stealth bomber no oh my god i'll I'll send this to you jamie hold on a second so they're i mean they're doing stuff that's far beyond our conception right now they're doing some wild shit that they're telling us about. Right. This is uh, from the Drinking Bros podcast. I'm going to send this to you, Jamie. And this is our new stealth bomber. Yeah, this thing's insane. And, and can if you're rich enough, can you rent it out? Um, you take it up? Uh, no. I don't think it t- has humans in it. Damn it. I think this is one of them jammies where it's only, but it can carry nukes. Did I get Ooh. it to you, Jamie? <laughs> you sent me a different link. I did send you a different link. Yeah. I realized it was some Caitlyn Jenner thing. That's what I was saying. Oh, Caitlyn Jenner's in a stealth Instagram bomber. Instagram is odd. It, like sometimes it just changes. She can fly. She I... does fly. Has she, really? Caitlyn Jenner flies. She came to my Christmas party in LA and showed everyone her plane. Wow. She flies every like every few days. She flies around. Whew. Interesting. It's a wild hobby. It's an interesting life. Yeah, for sure. Mm. It's an okay. interesting one. Don't go on your phone when you're up in. The fucking sky. I bet she is. I bet she's on the phone. I bet Caitlyn Jenner's checking, in that plane on her phone. Probably checking them. Tweeting likes. about how much she loves Donald Trump. Because <laughs> that's what she was telling everybody. Isn't that wild? At my party, she was going, you know, she goes, nobody's patriotic anymore. I love Trump. Oh. And everyone's just like, great. It's fun. She's a fun archetype of person. Yeah. We're at the end right. of of. Time. It's the time. Yeah, check this fucking thing out. <laughs> this is crazy. So check this thing out. This thing it it carries, I think, four nukes or six nukes. This is an animation here. Hold on, let me find that. This is amazing. Yeah. And it, but the thing is, the in that link that I sent you, I know. put the link because I want to play that because he describes all the things it does in terms of jamming radar. It's crazy what this thing was. Can the do. first stealth in like the eighties or the nineties. I want to say the 90s. Does that make sense, Jamie? Yeah. Yeah, play essentially 100% radar proof. It cannot be detected except for with your eyeballs. This one, this right, one here? right here. Holy yeah. shit. Um, it looks sexy as fuck. But that's just the tip of the, the iceberg. So it has, um, it is able to analyze algorithmically the enemy's radar package, like how they're able to determine radar. And then it can fucking, 
instantaneously send that information, not, not just radar, but so it can, it can instantaneously uh, detect the enemy's radar patterns. Um, it can detect all of their uh, troop placements, their aircraft carrier placements, their submarine placements with ground-penetrating radar, and their, uh, 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 their armor placements, and immediately send a graphic of that back to every fucking other friendly force in the in the in the workspace or mm -hmm. i'm sorry in the battle space instantaneously one of these yeah just fly over an area on undetected and be like all right beep 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 yep. beep, beep, beep and this shit starts popping up um it also can carry six fucking nukes <laughs> this <laughs> aircraft is essentially 100 percent radar proof jesus well, we need How it. How wild is that? Well, we need it. You know, we're, we're, we're heading wild. into perilous times, and An we need invisible. something that can carry six nukes. An invisible six-nuke drone. Yeah. Right. That can detect everything instantaneously. Yeah, but China's got it, and you Russia's got it. That? They have good stuff over there. That's why we got to have though. that, right? I think... That might be the top of the food chain. We'll see. We'll see. That might be the top. Don't count plaid. out the Chinese. I wouldn't count them out. I wouldn't count them out. Well, they go do a really good job of siphoning information that they don't. Oh, innovate. they might have stolen that yeah. fucker years yeah. ago. Corporate espionage. <laughs> they're China's, so good at that. They're, they're so good at it. Well, also, we let them in and we let them buy companies. Oh, yeah. Which is wild. So, DeSantis, by the way, which I, I, I think this is good, he's basically, and the real estate lobby's fighting him. He went out in Florida. He's like, we got to make it harder for Chinese nationals to just buy property here. Right. And then the real estate lobby's like, hey, man, you're fucking up a good thing. Yeah. For we them. like making money, we like earning commission, we like, and China's a huge buyer. Of U.S. real estate, so all these real estate people, the Black Rocks, the you know, are coming at DeSantis and going, "Hey, we can't have this. You have to let the Chinese play." It's real weird, you know. Like they they can buy property, like a certain amount of property here. In areas that were like, hey, isn't that kind of close to a military base? Like, oh, isn't, yeah. Isn't that close to like, right. infrastructure? Well, like, they, what? Bought, they bought the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York City, which is where the president used to stay every time he went uh. to New York. They bought it. Now he stays at the New York Palace. Yeah. But it was just a fun thing to do. They were like, oh, where does the president stay? Let's buy that. We're going to own that. Uh. And they own it. And they just flipped it to condos. They don't care. So the, the thing is, so much of these cities, Miami, New York, L.A., even Austin now, a lot of this real estate investment is foreign. People mm -hmm. that are laundering money, washing money, yep. hiding money. Yeah. And that's why the prices of real estate keep going up no matter what happens. Rates go up to 8%. It's still more money. A friend of mine was telling me about this apartment building he lives in in Manhattan. Yeah. It's just filled with empty apartments. Oh, like super expensive, ton of them. empty apartments, and it's just like Russian billionaires yeah. buy them up, and it's just Russian fertilizer magnets and <laughs> Chinese amusement park tycoons, <laughs> just weird configurations of humanity. I wonder what percentage of those giant luxury apartments that yeah. are purchased are oh. unoccupied. Tons of them, tons of them. It's wild. Tons right? of them are, and people just stash money there. In case the government in their country decides to to get cute, right? And I'd love some of that, estate. by the way. 
And that's what happens. So when you walk around New York City, you look at all these buildings, right? And here, here's what you see. Cheers. No, you'll see three lights on. Yeah. You'll that's see weird. three lights on in this massive billion-dollar building. Yeah. Cost of construction was a billion dollars. And there's five people home. Where's everybody else? <laughs> Where are they? Are they at dinner? <laughs> No, it was this scam. It's a vertical money laundering scheme. When I understood, because I was a tour guide in New York, and I used to ask all these questions all the time. I go, so what What happens? Did the Chinese people come here, and they go, well, we love Central Park, and they want to live there. And they go, yeah, but you know, they spend maybe a few weeks a year. That's it. Some of them spend nothing. And, and a lot of foreign buyers will not just buy one apartment. They'll buy 10. Jeez. And they'll just stash their money. They'll have a floor of the building. Maybe they'll throw a kid in at NYU and go, you go become non-binary and disgrace <laughs> us. I'm going to stay home and run a business. You go to New York, become non-binary, have your moment, have your time. And we're going to sit back in China and chill. But a lot of times these things are completely empty. It's, crimi it's criminal uh, criminality. It's wild that it's a good method to move money around though. It's really smart. Oh, it's really smart. And it's it's great because real estate is perfect to launder money. You can buy it with a shell corp. You don't have mm. to buy it under your name. Right. You can buy it under that. And by the way, you can disguise that shell corp with a hundred other shell corps so that like nobody's gonna go through. It's like a pad where they'd have to keep flipping pages to find the actual owner of the actual company. Well, wasn't this part of the problem with yeah. the uh, Ukraine stuff? Oh, yeah. That that was part of the problem. I don't Hunter know what you Biden. mean, but I am agreeing. With no, Hunter, but Hunter Biden, yeah. And the, the family. There was a bunch of shell corps that were involved oh, in that. Oh, yeah. Well, Hunter Biden's an attorney, number one, and he did some financial investments, but he certainly had a very healthy budget for fun. <laughs> And now <laughs> he had a budget for extracurricular activities. And where does that come from? It, it's a slush fund that comes from a lot of shady dealings. This guy had no expertise in energy. He was working at, he's a consultant for Burisma, a Ukrainian energy company. And now we've given the Ukraine, I don't know what it is. It's an insane amount of money. I think the last count was, is it $170 billion? How much money have we given to Ukraine? And it's just interesting that that's the country that our president's son was having his little internship. It's just a coincidence, dude. I know. Sometimes coincidences happen. But it's, no, we can't, you know what it is? It's like, I, I watch the most, the worst people in the world, the people at Beverly Hills who like scream at valets and yell at their nannies and they're not humanitarians right overnight they all had ukrainian flags yeah it's interesting they don't care about darfur the sudan anything going on in africa they don't care about any of the problems happening in countries like yemen but they all immediately decided almost overnight that the only humanitarian crisis worth caring about was the ukraine well, when baseball season's over, you start paying attention to football. <laughs> That's what it That's is. That's what it is. That's exactly what it That's is. That's what it is. It's sports yeah. for dorks. Just how much aid is the U.S. sent to Ukraine? 
Um, total seventy five point four billion. I don't. Think, I think there's more. I think that's. I, no, I was not, more too, but this is. And you know how much of this, this aid together. disappears? First of all, isn't it funny that we're saying $75 billion? I think it's more. Like, I, that, like, we're that's like, a it's low nothing. number. That's but nothing. how much of this aid disappears off the backs of trucks? Right. Oh, it's $113 billion. I don't know. That's his past present. And by the future. way, you could start mm. looking into how much of it is just e- evaporated, how much of that money's disappeared, where it went. Well, there was this one story about this one guy who had pilfered off a billion dollars, and they didn't even arrest him. They just made him resign. Yeah, and I was like, "What is that story about?" Yeah, like, I read the headline. I was like, "I'm going to get to that eventually." Right? Did you Did you see that story, Jamie? Whenever you're dispersing money in a war, it's always strange because you have to pay people off. Oh there's, yeah, there's a, it, It's a perfect place for things to disappear, money yeah. wise. One of my favorite moments during all this was uh, the New York Times going after Candace Owens. Oh, sure. Did you see that? For what they had reported. It's, no, she's, they it's the said best. to her, what evidence do you have that Ukraine is yeah, corrupt? corrupt. And she said, your fucking your newspaper. Article. And yeah. she says, from just a couple of years ago. Well, it's like it was like 2017 or there 18 There was a or million like Vice documentaries about how Ukraine was the home of white nationalism. The thing we were all, you know, supposedly, supposedly this was the greatest threat to human civilization. Right. And we were told that every single day, this country, the Ukraine, was a white nationalist country that that had lots of these groups that fomented terror and were, and they were going to start working with the white nationalist groups in America. And that's what, there was articles written about that. There were documentaries about that. All of that became went out the window do you remember when right out the window who was it was it john stewart that gave that dude the award and he, he gave had him a, a medal tattoo? yeah <laughs> and, he, and i'm sure stewart doesn't even know it's like he, this guy's a hero you, you pin something on him but they are listen they're avowed neo-nazis in that country this is they have ss tattoos this is not a conspiracy <sighs> theory it's not everybody right. but that azov battalion is a huge force you know and that's so wild. It's wild. And it's one of the reasons people think Zelensky, who's going to sign those Minsk Accords and end this little civil war issue they had going on in the northern province in, in Donbass, he didn't sign any of that. People think and people have, you know, pontificated that either those hardliners in the Ukrainian government and military go, you sign this, we'll kill you. Like if you use a, or the U.S. State Department was like, no, 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 no. You don't sign this. You keep doing what you're doing. Oh, God. And if there is a war, we have your back. Oh, my God. And this is this has been, this is a well-known fact that everybody wanted some type of agreement early, before there was a war, with these northern Russian-speaking regions and the government of Ukraine so that there was autonomy to a certain degree, that they could speak the language, that they could have political parties. And I, again, I'm not saying that Russia is like, even though I do, I am spiritually Russian. Someone told me that. And yeah. I have a Russian aesthetic. But that's not why I'm saying this. I'm just saying the facts are all there. And we've had this long, bloody war in which every time this guy wants to negotiate or thinks about, we go, don't, don't, keep going, keep fighting. We got you. And then. It, you know, Nikki Haley, all these people go, no, it's civilizational. By the way, nothing's regional. Everything's civilizational. Israel, uh, Palestine, civilizational. It's odd. It's like, but wait a minute. That's been a regional conflict forever. Since 1946, 
They go, no, 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 it's about our values. It's about our values. So we got to send them billions of dollars and we might have to get involved because it's about our value. And you start going, wait a minute, it's about our values in northern Ukraine? So all of these little, and I'm not saying they're little, but all of these conflicts, we can't not get involved. We can't in some way. We have to be involved. We have to fund them. We have to give weapons because we convince everybody that all of these conflicts are a big battle for the future of civilization. And the next step is Putin's going to steamroll Vermont. He's coming to Vermont. You let him do what he's doing in the Ukraine, he's going to steamroll. You're, he's coming to Aspen. You want to see what happens when Russia owns Aspen? Like, and nobody thinks logically, like, maybe we like war. Maybe we just like having a constant business. Maybe Eisenhower was right. Yeah. When Eisenhower warned people when he was leaving office. I mean, that, that should be required listening to anybody that's confused as to why we're doing certain things. Right. They make, they're making a lot of money right now. And if they can keep this rolling. Yeah. They're making great money. And I'm not making any of it from that. And if you could have some sort Cut of a motivation. Me in. You get some sort of yeah. a motivation like you're trying to save civilization. Oh, always. You can justify so All, much. Now, notice that when Saudi Arabia is killing Yemenis, it's not civilizational. That's not civilizational, but Ukraine, Russia is, and anything that goes on uh, in Israel and Palestine is, but when the country of Yemen is being starved out, bombed, and killed with money and weapons from the U.S. To, through Saudi Arabia, that's not civilizational. Yeah. That doesn't, that's not civilizational. Yeah. But Nikki Haley's up there like, let's fight it. Let's go. China. Let's go. Why do you think she's doing that? Because she Has wants she always been that way. She wants the big money and the big money people like when you get. Well, she's a woman. so She's got to be Tom tough. Ban TikTok. I'll kill you. She wants to ban TikTok. Oh, ban it. Whoa. Ban it. And then we're going to go there and kick China's ass for making it. I'm Nikki Haley. I'm tough. I'm what well, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton came out like a like the running of the bulls. Going, fuck Putin, we should kill, like, Hillary's on record saying some of the most bellicose things ever about what we should be doing with our CIA and with our military. And, and Nikki Haley's basically going out there going, the big money likes when you're open to a little conflict. Mm. They like that. The Koch brothers types like when you leave the door open. You don't have to say we're going to do it, but leave the door open. All options on the table. That's their favorite word. Their favorite sense is like, oh, we're leaving all options on the table. It's our val it's about our values, says Nikki Haley. It's about our values in northern Ukraine. They like she wants the money. I don't know what Chris Christie's up there talking about. You know, Ozempic or whatever, but he's not getting a dollar. No one's giving him anything. He's a weird one. Like, all, he's just there he to ruin things. That? Here's what I appreciate about Chris Christie. No. He exists only to destroy. <laughs> he's not he trying win. to build. He cannot win. He's not going to be elected. He He's there to kill that Vivek Ramaswamy. He's going to kill him one day. He's <sighs> there to just destroy other people. Mm. He's not there to succeed, and he knows it. And Nikki Haley now is having the big meetings. She's having the big closed door meetings when they take you up to Monterio, California in the Bohemian Grove mm. and they sit you down by the redwood trees and you go, I like, I like your style. I just like what, now by the way, who the hell is Nikki? No one knows, no one cares. She was the governor of what? What was she the governor of? South Carolina. Mm. Great, great, 
great. But again, none of these people gave a shit back then, right? I think her big thing was when someone climbed to the top of the state house and took away the Confederate flag, she was like, well, that's good. I think she didn't do anything. Whatever. She had that moment of like, look at me. I'm I'm the governor and I'm progressive. I'll let people vandalize the Capitol, maybe for its good reason, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> nobody, nobody knew who this bitch was and until... She got on stage and started saying, hey, I really love, I would love to go to war. I would love to go to war. And then all of a sudden, all the money started going, you know, Nikki Haley, who she's not a particularly engaging or electric, but you know, she's fine, but she's not like, uh, she's not like somebody who's like, whoa. So what do they do? Do they step in and say, we need better speech writers? What do they do? Do they say we need some sort of a clear dynamic message that comes from yeah. you that's uniquely from a woman's perspective well, she's that gonna, might excite Republicans? Car, yeah, the Karl Rove types sit down and go, we've really lost our way here. We've lost our way because right after 9-11, we were able to sell people on this idea that America had to dominate every corner of the globe and we were going to throw a lot of lives at that and we were going to spend a lot of money to do that. And that's what's ultimately going to make us safer and secure us. And Americans after the Iraq war did not believe that. The no. Americans said, no, we're not, we don't believe that. So then all these neocons became Democrats. All the people that had pushed that war had become Democrats and they started coming at it from the left and going like, well, Russia's, they don't like trans people. Did you hear that? They don't like trans people. They don't have a Real Housewives franchise in Russia. Like, they went at it from another way, going like, we have to confront these countries, these evil people like Vladimir Putin, um, who are irrational. They're not acting in their own self-interest. They're irrational psychopaths that want to dominate the world, even though Putin's never showed any inclination of doing that one time, ever once. But he's gonna. He won. He's 75, <laughs> and he may or may not have Parkinson's, but now he's going to go and dominate the world, even though he can not He can barely dominate the Ukraine after a year and a half of fighting. Two years. But they go, no, 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 he's going to dominate the whole world. And so the, the whole idea is basically just like they have to get back on that thing because Americans have lost the belief in that. You can't sell that to people anymore. Nobody wants to hear what that. What do you think changed? The Iraq War. I watched it. I saw it. I was a kid. I was in high school. Friends of mine signed up for the military. RIP to some of them. A lot of them survived. Um, people watched soldiers dying every day. They watched uh, a lot of people get rich. They watched the 10 counties outside of Washington, D.C. become the most valuable places, you know, the biggest, you know, in terms of like, net worth they looked at all these counties around dc and they're like wait what we're not talking about the hamptons or manhattan or malibu or or the hill country of the texas whatever we're talking about virginia and people watched a lot of people get rich they watched a lot of corruption they watched a lot of people die and then what did we get for it in iraq what did we really get what did we get in afghanistan the taliban's they're back they're back we left 20 years later with nothing. So then people start going, okay. We didn't just leave. We armed we, them. We armed them and then cowered out. Yeah. And then like, so watching that, watching that whole process has, I think, disillusioned a lot of people in my generation. I'm 38 
and we're looking at all this shit and we're going like, dude, nothing you promised us happened. Right. We don't feel safer. It doesn't feel like we're safer because we invaded Iraq. Have you ever entertained the idea that they left behind all that equipment so that the Taliban could become a threat? And they would justify going of back course, in again. It's a circular Keep thing. Keep the door open. It's a circular Leave thing. Leave all options on the table. Let's put them on the table. Nikki Haley will be back in there in three months. <laughs> She'll go in there. She'll go, well, the wit, you know, women, you know, and how women are being trained. Because it's always a tug mm. at your heartstrings. Because we all agree that we shouldn't throw, most of us, we shouldn't throw gay people off the roof. And we right. shouldn't stone women. We all agree with that. And that's the things they, they trot out. Yeah. They go, you know... The women are being stoned. Meanwhile, they're letting people into America who some of them want to stone women and some of them would throw gay people off the roof. And if you question that, you're a Nazi. Do you ever see some of the photos of uh, Kabul from like the 1970s? Yeah, it was fucking the like? spot. It was amazing. It was people the spot. People would go there all the time. People it was great. Take, they would take vacations there. Also, Iran yeah. before the coup yeah. was this progressive place. Yeah. And we realized, you know, Brit the British and the United States, it doesn't, it's, that's not going to work for us. We'd actually rather them to be these scary yeah. because the dictators will, you know, work with our companies. That's why that um, Osama bin Laden letter to America oh, yeah. just went viral on TikTok. There's People di are like, wait yeah. a minute, what? what My 12-year-old cousin's in Al-Qaeda now. <laughs> He's walking around going, this motherfucker makes a lot of sense about a lot of things. But that's the problem. It's like the problem is like when Bin Laden did that, we were told the dumbest thing ever. He hated us because of our freedom. He hated us because of our freedom. It's our freedom and that, we, and that what we needed to do is give people our freedom so that they didn't hate us. It was this Manichaean good and evil thing. Yeah. And we bought into it. I bought into it. I, would, I cannot count the amount of parties I was at, coked to my gills, screaming <laughs> about the need for the Iraq war. <laughs> I was like, we're over there smoking a cigarette. You don't understand. <laughs> we're over there. I was like a fucking a parrot chick. I was running around Long Island, drunk in my car, coked out of my face, <sighs> screaming and yelling that we needed the surge. <laughs> we need the surge. And <laughs> <laughs> they got me. They got uh, me because I felt good about it. I, I went, this makes sense. We're America. Mm -hmm. We have freedom. Right. I have freedom to sell subprime mortgages and do cocaine. They should have that. Right. And we need the surge and we need money and we can't give up and we can't stop. And John Kerry's a pussy. And he went to Vietnam to just, I don't know, take photos or whatever he did. And I, I, I totally bought into all of it. I mm. was bought in, and now I was on a lot of drugs. You're also young. When I was you're young, young and I was being patriotic like that, like blindly. Blindly, when you're young is blindly uh, super common. I remember this girl goes, as she said something to me. It was one of these girls who was like a little bit more like you know not buying into it. Right. And then she was like, uh, she goes, do do you ever think what it would feel like? to be in a house and just have your city bombed. Like, I know that you're saying this is all for a good reason and this is to mm. liberate them, but do you ever think about what it would feel like to just be in a place and then just hear bombs and then things are shaking and everything? Mm. And and I was like, no, no. <laughs> but I was, I. but the, things like that will stop you, right? Mm. Things like that stop you in your tracks a little bit. You go, oh, that would suck.
when Callan was a kid, yeah, he was in Beirut. Wow, during, during the the bombings. Interesting. He yeah, he, he experienced that. It's interesting because because that, that probably fucking sticks with you. It sticks with you for sure. And watching buildings blow up yeah. three blocks away. There's Boom. just this is the thing with Israel and Gaza right now. Like everyone thinks Israel should and does have the right to respond. Obviously, they have to secure their country, right? They were invaded. We get it. The problem becomes when people are just watching massive civilian casualties all day on TikTok, you know, there's a certain level where people, they lose their tolerance. They go, this is a lot. And I think in the modern world, people don't have the stomach and nor should they to see this level of death and carnage. Especially from innocent women and children. Yes. When you see people being pulled out of the rubble like babies just it's blown tough. apart. It's and two crazy. years ago, it was idiots dancing on it in pajamas. And these kids are going, what happened? Jesus it used to be Christ. Charlie D'Amelio doing the hula hoop. Now it's people being pulled out of the rubble. And kids are like, what? So it doesn't work anymore. Like this type of all out conflict, it doesn't work. And I'm, I'm, and I appreciate Israel's position because it's a tough position to be in. Uh -huh. That being said, it's not going to work. If we had TikTok when we were in Fallujah, it would have been crazy. Oh my God! None of it. All but just these, look at the the, yeah. pic, the the stuff that got out about the the what is it called? Which prison? Zagreb? Uh, Abu Ghraib. Abu Ghraib. Abu Ghraib. With the fucking dogs. The yeah. Shit that they were doing to people. That cigarette smoking girl, Lindy yeah. England, who now, by the way, works at a strawberry festival. I found that out on my <laughs> podcast. I swear to God, Lindy England, the cigarette chain smoking <clears throat> cigarette girl who tortured those guys at Abu Ghraib, literally was one of the like sponsors of a strawberry festival. I forget where, but it's you. It's it's absolutely true, and you can check it, and and it's amazing. And I thought, you know, everybody has a second act in this country. By the way, everybody. Mm, yeah. Doesn't really matter what you've done. Everyone has a second act. OJ's on his third act. <laughs> Trump's on his third or fifth, sixth act, seventh act. Everyone has his second act. If you're still on the planet in this country, that's the thing about Russia. They had to kill that guy, Prigozhin. You don't get a second act there. No. That's not the way it is. They don't have the mechanism. They can't give him a reality show. <laughs> Prigozhin doesn't get a game show. They got to blow him out of the sky. In America, like Hollywood would love Trump. Now, if Trump goes, I'm not going to run for president. I just want to do a big show. They would build him a fake White House in Burbank <laughs> tonight and let him do And they would all, they'd give him Emmys. They'd pretend it was all good. They'd hug him. It wouldn't matter as long as he doesn't do the thing they don't want him to do. I don't think that's true. I don't think he ever comes back. I don't think they ever let you back in. Well, no, no, no. Once he, they decide he you're just Hitler, said, I'm not... Going well, literally, we got George W. Bush. Ellen's hugging him, going, "We love him." And then people are going, "He wasn't that bad. He was much worse president than Trump. Yeah. Did much worse to America." But I think if Trump just said, "I'm abandoning politics," Hollywood would be there in two seconds because they don't have any morals. They're amoral. So the thing about Hollywood, they don't care. They're only thinking about what can make the money and what will get them in trouble the least. But don't you think that in this day and age, being moral, or at least like signaling that you're moral is an important part of Hollywood that didn't exist before. It it can be, and it is to a certain degree, but they all know Trump is a fucking massive train of money. 
they all know he's a train of money. And if he just said, listen, I'm not, I don't want to be the president anymore. I want to host a game show. There are people that Ted Sarandos is calling him. And anyone that says shit about Ted, like he would go, hey, what do you want him to be president? I gave him a show. <laughs> what are you nuts? He'd be in his Malibu house screaming like I gave Trump a show. So I, I do think that there's a way back in. They just they don't want him to be the president. Yeah, but they don't. But he wants to be the president, and he's gonna probably be the president. Probably, it, they don't. He's gonna him. be the president. It's gonna feel interesting when he's inaugurated, because it'll feel like we're living in a loop. How far do you think they would go to stop it? Because it's really wild watching him being prosecuted, right? Yes. It's really wild. I know for inflating the price of a condo, it's the dumbest thing ever. It's weird. They were like, he's an asset of Russia, and now they're like, now it's it's totally switched mm -hmm. to where they're like, he said it had six bedrooms, it has five. It's like, guys, this wasn't what we were told. Right. We, we were told he was an asset of Russia, yeah. and then they switched mm -hmm. it up immediately to go, oh, he inflated the price of his real estate. By the way, everyone does that. Everyone <laughs> does that. If somebody's appraising your house. You walk up at the end and go, you saw the basement, right? That's woodwork that I did. Everyone does that. He does it on a grand scale because he has more money yeah. and more properties. But the idea that that's what we're getting him for, it's hilarious. It's weird. It's crazy. Because if this keeps going, like, how far will they take it? Like, if he keeps getting bigger, because it seems like, at least in public perception, the the more they come after him, the bigger he gets. Yeah. Because the more people realize the game. Right. They're like, oh my God, this is like banana republic shit. You're prosecuting your political opponent. Yes. And you're doing it specifically to time the trials around like Republican conventions, primaries, all these different, you're doing it on purpose. Right. It's pretty clear. Right. So everyone's like more and more supportive of him than ever. So right. how far will they go and how far can they I don't go? know. I think he'll run the joint from the can. I think he'll, <laughs> I think he'll run the country from prison. I mean, I think he'll run it from a federal prison. I mean, it might get to the point where we possible? have the first mafia president where he's in federal prison in <sighs> Palm Beach and he's running the country. Yeah. Is that is that possible? I don't think they'll kill him. I don't think they kill anyone anymore. Mm. I don't think they kill anyone anymore. They don't seem to. They're torturing Assange. They'll bleed you out slowly. The Assange thing is wild. But they don't seem to be killing anyone anymore the way they used to kill everyone. MLK, JFK, mm -hmm. RFK, everyone died. But now they're not killing people nearly as much. There's a few people. People disappear a Connected bit. to the Epstein case. They go. They, they go. They go. They absolutely few go. few of those guys went. They take this off. I think I'm allergic to it. <laughs> that one guy. I mean, it's crazy. The one guy that... Yeah. Uh, 30 miles from his house, he hung himself oh, with yeah. an electric cord and then shot himself in the chest with a shotgun. That's right. Or there that was a guy was. in Palm Beach, they found him in his pool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Epstein friend, he was in a pool. There's a few of those. Well, they got to tie up the loose ends. There's a few of those loose ends that had oh, to get tied up. they got to tie up those loose ends. Yeah, there's a few Without of those. a doubt. Without a doubt. They tied them up. A few of those. But they don't go it. after the big guys anyway. They used to go after the big guys all the time. Right. They don't seem to do that. They're, they have this prosecutor, now, Jack Smith, Jack something. They always have a guy they love. Mm. It was, uh, who was it? It was Mueller, Mueller. And then there was another guy. Everybody's, it's like he's the white knight. Yeah, this guy now. Jack Smith is the guy. So everybody's put, they all put their hope in Jack Smith. They had put their this hope in. This is Trump's attorney? Yeah. Mm. 
The whole no, thing. this is not Trump's attorney. This is the guy who's going at Trump. Oh, 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 oh. He's the oh. special counsel. Oh, so this is the guy that's trying to prosecute Trump. And they're basically saying, like, you know, he. this is the one. He's got it. But we've heard this for to fucking forever. Yeah, it's like, it's hard when you see the amount of crime that people are getting away with. Yeah. On the streets. And then you see this disproportionate thing. You're like, you're trying to put someone in a cage for what? Right. And you're releasing people when yeah. they just storm yeah. into Nordstrom's oh, and yeah. just run out with racks of clothes and smash. That's and right. You people justifying that. And you're, you're making laws so you can't prosecute someone for stealing less than a certain amount. Like, what are you talking about? Like, and, and yeah. you're going to go after that guy? For what? Like, what, are we, what is our goal? Is our goal a safer world? It's our goal, yeah. a place where businesses can Well, you want to be protected thrive. from Donald Trump's inflated condo price. <laughs> that, I mean, it's so crazy that but, the two things exist in the same country absolutely. simultaneously. Well, you Erosion. Know, erosion of law and order. If you talk to anyone in California, everybody knows somebody whose house has been robbed. Yeah. Home invasion. Yeah. Everybody knows somebody. Scary shit. Scary shit. Mm -hmm. People, it's scary shit. And, you know, and yet they're not concentrating on that at all. You no. know, like in New York City's had a giant wave of crime, and yes. they're, they're prosecuting Trump for this. Meanwhile, they also have this insane thing where they're a sanctuary city, so they have to take in all these immigrants. But the president's son, and everyone keeps talking about this. They go, "Well, he's being—it's a political witch hunt." And I'm like, "He has videos of himself smoking crack with Ukrainian hookers with gun to their heads." <laughs> yeah, the guy lives in Malibu, and he has art shows in Soho. It, he's doing okay. Like anyone's life's ruined with one of the videos on his laptop. Anyone. They've done a remarkable job of minimizing the impact. Oh yeah, of that they laptop. go. So what? Uh, yeah, he's he had his problems. It's amazing. They go. He had his problems. What? You have no compassion for addicts? I'm like, he's in the mm. Ukraine with a gun to a hooker's head, smoking crack, with a job his father got him. You don't have compassion for addicts. It's a little different. It's slightly different. Can we admit that? Well, it's also much different if we can find out that Joe Biden was involved. Oh, yeah. And sure. the idea that he wasn't involved seems more unlikely. Seems odd. Seems weird. Odd Did that they, they would just bring in Hunter. It seems like they had conversations, too. Yeah. And it seems like he said that they didn't. It's a tough family, the but Bidens. it's just imagine yeah. if that was Trump. Yeah. Just imagine the the overall media coverage of it. It would be imagine how insane, insane it would be if Donald well, if Trump. If Donald Jr. Trump was like, we should support the Ukraine. The everyone in the media in this country would go fuck the Ukraine. Right. Like yeah. anything he said, yeah. they just it's they run the other way. But how crazy must it be for people like the CNN people that realized their greatest profits when they were having Donald Trump on every day? But well, that's they why they want him back. Helped him get elected. That's why I think they ultimately want him back. Yeah. They ultimately kind of want him For back. Business. They've kind of engineered his comeback to a degree. Um, Bill Burr made a point. He was like, he was on the casino circuit, and then everybody started indicting him and talking about him, and now he's back. They like him. They love him. He was a creature of Hollywood and the media before he was a politician. Yeah. They did create him, and I think he's... He's certainly not bad for business. It's just wild how they turned. Well, it's just wild to live in a time when we feel like we're almost in a in an actual loop. Yeah. Where you go, it's going to be the same people 
over and over again. Over and over again. The Bushes, the Clintons, Chelsea Clinton run for president in 2029. You know, and it's just going to be the same things. And that's why you check out. That's why my dad is so checked out now. And I used to think like, oh, he should learn more about, or he shouldn't. And now I've realized he's like maybe the wisest person I know. Because his whole response, like at Thanksgiving, someone goes, what do you think about this uh, Israel thing in Gaza? And he goes, not cool. And just kept eating. <laughs> And I went, that's his left, like he's got two or three words for mm. any global event. My father has at maximum four words to describe it. It's usually like, that's not good. And then he keeps eating. And I'm like, maybe that's the, the move. I used to say that, I used to ridicule that. I used to go, he's really out of touch. But now I'm like, oh, he's li lived through Vietnam and yeah. the first Iraq war, the second Iraq war, Afghanistan, Iran Contra, the president getting his dick sucked, you know, Obama, Trump. Like, I think eventually you just, you, you kind of just toss it. You toss it in. Well, you decide that you're not going to get involved and you're right. just going to try to enjoy your life. That's like these young kids on TikTok now that scream about pot, they just yell about pot. Like, there's a whole group of young kids who yell into their phone about politics. You see them like there's two kids who like love Biden mm. and they're and I had them on my show and they just they go we love Joe I love Joe Biden and you had them on your show I had them on my show and they what was that like? they they you know the kid that you what do they know about anything Did you get through to them at all No <laughs> Was there fun I don't get was through it fun to at people. all <laughs> <laughs> You get through to me I get through to you There's a few people I get through to Was it, it fun They were cool kids because but they're insane Right. They're did insane. You, but did you have any good points that they had to address? Yeah, for sure. You know, but they don't, that level, when you were a kid or a, whatever you are, they're, they're not kids either. They're like young adults. But that level of certainty that you have about the world, right. you never see the world more clear than when you're like 20. You know at 20 why everyone's a loser, right? why everyone's a winner, what's wrong and what's right. And so now we have an app where you can go on it and scream in the app and tell everybody all the things you've figured out in 10 years of summer camp or whatever. And, the, the, you know, but what it really is, is you've never, you haven't lived long enough to have any of your ideas challenged in any real way. Right. You're also, your brain's not fully your formed Your brain's yet. not formed. <clears throat> and you want attention? And you're in the middle of this weird culture shift where people are like getting rewarded for yelling about politics. That's right. On TikTok and publicly it, where yeah. you would normally just kind of do it with your friends like you did over the yeah. Iraq war, coked up with a cigarette. If I had had TikTok <laughs> back then, oh my God. If I had had TikTok back then, I was a guy where I was... I would go over to my friends' houses. I would hang out with their parents until, like, they, they would be working, like, shit little jobs. It would be, like, the end of high school, beginning of college. And I would sit there with their parents. It would, they would make martinis, and we would drink gin, and we would watch The O'Reilly Factor. Uh, and we would smoke cigarettes in the backyard. And this was like, you know, if I had TikTok at that point, it would have just been this sweaty, disheveled cokehead screaming about how Donald Rumsfeld needs our support. Because that was, you know, I was like, you said you're not American if you don't. And that's, it, I just think about myself, I was like, fuck, I couldn't have been more wrong. So I look at these kids who now have like the technology to broadcast every thought they've ever, that they think they're having. And I'm like, 
you're going to look back on that and go, it, that was so cringe. Right. When I was like doing Biden youth and screaming about the importance of Biden and how great he was, even if you believe in Biden or think he's good or whatever, the way that they do it, they're going to look back on it and they're going to go, oh, I was caught up in something. Because that's what I feel. I go, I was caught up. I didn't really, I read a few books that I didn't understand and I went all around Long Island screaming about the need to democratize the Middle East. (laughs) (laughs) There's something about doing that on Long Island. Oh, it's amazing. It's so classic. It was great. And it was like, I remember being in the car with people. You want to fight him here? You want to fight him here? Yeah. Yeah. Every talking point that was given to me, I completely now realize sounds ridiculous. And I look at these young people and I'm like, I'm not saying don't be passionate about things. I'm just saying, like, live a little. Yeah. Also, Wait a little bit. It's hard to realize why you're captured in, like, a way of thinking. Right. While, while, it's, while you're in the middle of it and all your friends are in the middle of it and everybody's in the middle of See, it. See, what, what, at least back then you didn't have social media. So it's like I wasn't doing it to be famous. I was doing it because I was a genuinely fuck a lunatic. <laughs> I was a genuine fucking lunatic. Now these kids go, oh, there's clout. I can make money. Right. I have followers. Ooh, yeah. Back then, I was like, no, no, no. I got a backyard. I got a bottle of vodka. I got a pack of cigarettes. Let's go. But you know what's ironic? Yeah. If you were on TikTok and there was all these other people doing it at the same time, if TikTok existed back when you were a kid, you would still rise to the top. Yeah, well, I like to think so. Yeah, you would I'd 100%. Like to think you would 100%. Because so. a lot of this people getting attention that are mediocre. It's just a, yeah. a lack of other content that's available. No, I would like to think so. I would like to think that there'd be people being like, do you watch that guy? I'd be like, he's the guy. That fat, closeted, uh, gay cocaine addict <laughs> <laughs> who talks about why we need to do the Iraq war. He's good. Who knows? You would I mean, be a Fox News consultant. I could go to Lachlan Murdoch right now you would have, if and they say, made... give me 20 million, dummy. Imagine if Fox decided to go Wild West and they had like an online, like wild right wing, swear all the time, yeah. talk about whatever the fuck you want to. Right. That if would I, I, I get would, a lot of the young guys in. It would uh, listen. If I, I'd be the oldest person on TikTok. If Fox News did a TikTok show with me, oh my god, and it was just me screaming at these kids. Yeah, and you know they're all like young, young guys who they all have a boy band aesthetic. And they're mm-hmm. kind of like, they're also trying to get girls as they talk about politics. Right. So it's the weirdest thing. They're like, you know, they're like looking in the camera. They're like, you know, like, like healthcare, like you have that abortion. Yeah. You know, which is lovely. I mean, I'm, I'm not anti-abortion, but it's so funny to see this. It, everything's conflated with everything else. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, 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 they're out there trying to get pussy, trying to make money, trying to be famous right. and also trying to be right. And by the way. A few of those things have to get sacrificed. Yeah. The people that I've known where I'm like, God, you're right. A lot of them are not rolling in dough. Right. A lot of those journalists who are like right about stuff or yeah. they even care about the idea that there is a right. They're not rolling in dough. They get sub stacks. They get sub stacks. You'll read them. They're doing better now. Like They're doing better now. They're doing better right? now. The Greenwalds, people like that. Yeah. Taibbi. Absolutely. They're doing a lot better now. And you can fucking trust them. God damn, it's hard to trust it's, it's hard to know what the fuck you're reading, what the 
motivation is behind it. Oh, like more yeah. than ever before. You want some more of this? No, I'm good. Thank you, buddy. More than ever before. I mean, so many times I'm reading things. I'm like, where? What, what's the fucking motivation behind? What's the true story? When I came up in the world and understanding, trying to understand this stuff, there was cable news dominated the discourse. So oh, yeah. it was just. The three networks, the big three, the papers, the, the Times, the Journal, the Washington Post, whatever. But then it was cable news. So it was MSNBC, Fox News, CNBC to a much lesser degree, CNN even to a much you know lesser degree. But it was Fox and MSNBC were the ones that were really propaganda factories. Fox mm. was the right, MSNBC was the left. And that's what you had. Yeah. And that's kind of still what you have if you're a boomer. You know, yeah. but now the internet has just opened the gates of hell so that it's every idea yeah. and every permutation of every idea. So you get some really good ideas and some really bad ones. And sometimes they're all in the same package. But don't you think you get a lot more of an understanding of yes. what is actually going on? Absolutely. If you're listening to Jimmy Dore. If you're all over the place. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening to Breaking Points. Of if course. You're, there's so many different There's so versions. much information. It verges on yeah. too much. It, well, it can be. It it's, can be. It's almost impossible to keep up. You have a full-time yeah. job. But I mean, it, it is much better than what it was when I was growing up and you were fed. Oh, yeah. So Bill O'Reilly would come on and feed you a narrative. Well, the fucking weapons of mass destruction's right. narrative. That that's responsible for the death of how many fucking people? Right. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. And then it was like... Iraq didn't even make sense. Well, it made sense for people that had a lot of money in it. They wanted to knock over all these countries. They I really know. wanted to go into Iran. They well, you saw the Wesley Clark thing. Of course. That thing's wild. They that wanted to go into wild. Iran. They wanted to remake the entire thing. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. When he talked about that, I remember watching that going, wait, what is, it, what is he saying? Like, they, re they really have conversations like this? Yeah. Well, I think it really does come down to the fact that, listen, our system of government has a lot of benefits. A lot of, there's a lot of, I wouldn't want to live in any other country. There's a lot of great things about our system of government. So the idea of going like, shouldn't everyone have the, this stuff? Some of it, sure, freedom of speech, all these things, you know, freedom of association, freedom of religion, all of the things that we like value when they talk about we should go and give that country that mm. absent in that discussion, though, is number one, whether the country wants it, right? how we're giving it to them, if we're doing it at the barrel of a gun. RFK talks a lot about how China has been really invested in soft power, building schools, what are we doing? Building bases. What do people hate? Military bases. China's Belt and Road Initiative is like building schools. Economically reaching out to people and trying to build uh, bridges and, 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 and expand China's influence in the, th those parts of the world, namely Africa. We've been doing it at the, at the, you know, at the end of a gun for mm -hmm. a very long time. Yeah, that what China's done has been pretty fascinating because yeah. they have such an interesting way of running things. If you, I mean, it's horrible if you're stuck under the thumb, but if you look at the way their government and their businesses all work together, like no one can do anything that's bad for the government. No one can yeah. do it. Like the, the government, like, da, 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 da. it's a hard country yeah. to not respect. Even though you go, I don't want to live there. Right. You have to respect them. Like you're a fighter, you respect an adversary who has strengths. 
that you don't have. China has strengths we don't have because- Adherence. They, yeah. Compliance. They have a system of government. Yeah. Censorship. Like yeah. controlling people completely is probably a strength. Not It's not a good thing, but it probably does strengthen the nation state to a degree um, by preventing the type of information from getting to them that would make them go, hey, we're getting fucked over. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But people probably know, like, that's the thing that happened during Russia, during this, the time of the Soviet Union. I would talk to this dude who was Russian. He said nobody believed anything that was on the news. Everybody assumed that it was all propaganda, no matter what right. the state news was telling right. you. Right. You know, they kind of had this, like, cynical perspective that they were trapped and this is just how it is. Yeah, I mean, we I've said it before, but we're, we're a country of believers. Like, we're not yeah. that cynical. We actually do believe in... The thing about these yeah. places where they control people, it makes it very difficult to get creativity. That's true. You don't get any funny because it's no. too dangerous. No irony. Yeah, no you funny. talk shit about the wrong people, they're going to fucking kill you. They'll get you. Yeah, and you don't get any political disgust. Did you hear about the show in Russia where it's like, uh, let's find out who's gay, and they literally put these guys in a house, and one of them's gay? Oh, my God. And they have to keep kicking them out until they find the gay one? I mean, it's like hilarious. Oh, but I mean, funny. like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> the type of entertainment you get, like an authoritarian country. Oh, they have gang it's fights. It's crazy. They have yeah. gang fights in Russia. Yeah. MMA fights, where they have teams of 30 guys on one yeah. side and 30 guys on the other side. And they run at each other like Braveheart right. and beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah. And they're wearing different color outfits so yeah. they know who's who. It's, it is wild. It's a wild place, man. You got to stop. You got to have a happy medium between that and <clears throat> let's have seven-year-old drag queens. Right. And this is the problem, because we don't we we're not designed for balance. The country is not designed for that. Right. And certainly the internet is really not designed for that. Right. The minute you acknowledge certain things and go like, yes, people should be able to pursue happiness as long as it's not at the expense of other people. What tends to happen there is, you know, in freedom, you have a, a tremendous disparity between people that are going to abuse it, right? Yeah. And so then the answer for those countries is to give people very little freedom. Right. And to wrap it up either in religion or nationalism or whatever it is. And then our country, it's it, we maybe go the other way, where we tell people your self-esteem and your sense of self, you know, is at the expense sometimes of a cohesive society. Mm. And that also becomes a problem. So a lot of people now are looking at like, what are the limits of a liberal democracy? What are the limits of self-will completely run rampant? You know, mm. if everyone in society is thinking only of themselves, their own happiness, pleasure at every moment, how do we have a cohesive functioning unit? Though mm. so that is the struggle. That's the struggle is like finding a way for people to be able to have freedom without infringing on other people. And that doesn't seem to work because as soon as you give people freedom, they go, you have to agree with me or you're fired mm. or we'll take your kids away or we'll whatever. And that is what makes people throw the whole, go like, fuck it, no freedom. Mm. You know, it's like the abortion thing. It's like, both sides of that debate have been, and the trans thing, they've both been hijacked by extremists. 
There are people that believe that you should be able to get an abortion at any point during a pregnancy for any reason. Then there are people that believe you should never be able to get an abortion. Those are the only people we hear from. Mm. The rational middle ground just goes to work. That's the problem with all these debates. We don't hear from sane people. And if you chime in, if you have any sort of a balanced perspective or you know, you're in the middle on these things, you're in the center, if you chime in on these things, you just get attacked. You oh, get attacked yeah. by the strongest forces from both sides. Yeah. And the most, it's just very aggressive and most people want to avoid that in their life. Yeah. So if they do wade in occasionally and they get called out for it, you could get fired. You can get in trouble. They can contact your boss. Do you know that your employee is a this or a that? Right. And they're, they, they support this and they support fascism and they support, right. you know, and they're like, oh, I don't want to hear this. And we're we're going to start an email campaign to boycott your company. And like, oh, fuck. That's why everyone should choose like really one terrible thing to be on the internet and they get to be it. Whether it's a furry or a Nazi, <laughs> you get to be like one thing. You have to be one. You have to be one. You can't be everything. It's confusing. Be? What would you be? I don't know. For, I guess furry, we're halfway there with the coat. But <laughs> I just think you have to, you know, it's like what's interesting about Caitlyn Jenner is trans person, also heavy MAGA, also rich athlete. It's a lot for people. Mm. It's a lot. They go, there are people that are hating her for different reasons. Right. There are people that love her and then hate her. It's very interesting when you have those cross sections of person Mm -hmm. where it's like the trans people are like, we like her. And then she goes, I'm against gay marriage. You go, what's happening? Yeah. Like when Kanye put on the MAGA hat, I was like, hey, yes. What's happening? (laughs) He's had an interesting run. I bet he bounces back with this new album. I bet he bounces back. Especially right now. We're going to see a lot more high-profile breakdowns. Well, right now, you see more anti-Semitism than you've ever seen before. It's a lot of it. It's a lot of it. The stuff that Kanye said seems super mild. It's super mild compared to what a lot of people said. All he said was, I like Hitler. That's fine. By the way, I love Hitler. I love Hitler. That's not even the worst of it now. I love everybody. That's not even the worst of it now. If your kids are only saying, I love Hitler, you're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Count yourself lucky if your kids are only going, I love Hitler. Oh, my God. It's a lot of anti-Semitism now, and it's a lot of people that are like, I don't know. And I feel... It's open. It's open. People That's are going weird. wild about wild, it. Wild. It's wild. It. Those, those, he, we've talked about it too many times already, but those, of course. those hearings where that congresswoman yeah. was addressing the president. Why doesn't Harvard anyone lie? And, Why doesn't anyone lie anymore? Why didn't she go, what? what? Like... Nobody lies. Like the fact that the president of Harvard can't lie scares me more than the discrimination. I don't think it's a matter of that she can't lie. I think it's a matter of she believes that those things are okay. Ask me the question they asked her, and I'm going to tell you what the right response was. Okay. Does yelling death to the Jews constitute harassment? I was in my office. I heard them say, I thought they were saying death to the blues. I had no idea they were talking about Jews. None of that's going on. I don't even know what's happening. I go to work every day just trying to make this the greatest country in the world. (laughs) And apparently people are yelling about the Jews. I don't even, of course not. The Jews are happy. Everyone's happy where we are. Jews are happy. Muslims are happy. The things you don't see are the Jews feeding the Muslims the latkes. 
and the Muslims making the hummus for the Jews. You guys are seeing the bad stuff. But we have, I mean, ooh, we have Jew and Muslim dance night every Thursday. Like, just make shit up. You know, we desperately live in a time of intellectuals and we need to live in a time of business people who cut deals. This is, again, an argument maybe for Donald for Trump. Trump. We Intellectuals are rotting everything with their doublespeak and their, it's, it's, what we need is people that realize the limitations of their own intellect. Those are business people. People that come in and go, you want something, you want something. Guess what? Neither one of you's getting it. But here's what you can get. There's a smugness to those people too. That's yes. bizarre. When the one lady was, what what university was it where the lady was smiling every time she went to ans- answer the question and not answer them? Thomas, if, if it's yeah. actionable, right? If it's actionable, right? If it's actionable, if you if are you actually commit genocide, right. like what are you saying? Thomas Sowell, who's one of our great thinkers, said the thing about intellectuals. He wrote a whole book about it. They never have to be right. If you bake pies for a living, if you are a contractor, you cannot put up a house that falls down. You cannot poison people with a pie. Intellectuals can be wrong all the time without consequence. The only thing is that whatever they say has to sound good. Mm. That's why these people at Harvard are sitting there making no sense because they know they don't have to be right. All of the intellectuals in the early 1900s were all on board with eugenics. They thought it was a great idea. Only in hindsight was it like, ugh. All All these intellectuals were on board with the Iraq war. It's stunning. Go find, go look at everybody writing. People were fired from, uh, Chris Hedges, a a journalist, fired for giving an anti-war commencement speech. Most intellectuals were on board with that. Now they all go, ooh, we're aghast at that. Mm. So these people at Harvard are just trying to say things that sound good. And they're not, and because they know they don't have to be right. There's no consequence right. in the real world for what they say as long as it sounds good. Mm. So they can say, hey, it's about free speech. This is, they don't believe in free speech at all. But like, as long as it, someone goes, huh, that was a well thought out, well articulated point. It doesn't matter what they're saying. Mm. And- you know, I don't know. Well, that's clear in the, those conversations. Right. Because they're saying nutty things, like if it's actionable. Like right. she's just dancing around answering. Just say no. That's what I would have said. Can we say we go out with genocide of the Jews? No. Yeah, that's really bad. I go, that's bad. That's not good. Who's doing that? That's what I'd say. But I here's go, the Who's thing. Doing that even? What is the fear? Is the fear that the students will. Attack? What is the fear? The fear because is... Because the, the, on yeah. campuses, I would imagine a lot of these progressive campuses, the pro-Palestine uh, sentiment is the strongest by far. For sure. By far. For sure. And it's probably a problem when someone has a pro-Israel stance. Like I they think probably get swarmed. The, these institutions now are fully... They've been captured. It's institutional capture, meaning that... They don't want to say anything or do anything that gives the idea that they are backing an oppressive right. entity. The colonizers. The colonizers. Yeah, the bad the guys. Big one. The colonizers the big one. So they're like, we got to let people say whatever they want to say. 
and we're not going to get now we don't want anyone getting hurt maybe we'll give them the benefit of the doubt but they're also saying we're going to allow people to say however you couldn't say that about trans people couldn't call for the genocide of trans well how about no one called for the genocide of russians right There, there was never death to the russians like that that's kind of wild. No, no like genocide Russia, calling for it right. at school. Isn't that, but that is really wild if you think about that one. That yeah. There wasn't a similar backlash against Russians. Because Ronald Reagan said, oh, would you mean recently or when no, we had even, the Cold War? Even like while this is happening recently yeah. with the Ukraine-Russia thing, Russians are fine over here. Like they don't have any problem. Like when well, Russian fighters we don't get view the Russians as a controlling party in our society. There's a lot of right. people that view the Jews, Jews as the right. as the de facto rulers of America, the right. controllers of America. Mm, interesting, you know. And right. that's I think the reason for. I don't think we look at Russians as having that type of power. Also, the scale of the Israel's response in Gaza it dwarfs everything that's happening. It's wild i think it's not it's foolhardy it's it's i think strategically it's going to be an issue because what are they going to do now they're going to have a security role in gaza permanently and it seemed like uh there was some kamala harris talk where she was talking about a country that was going to rebuild it right and they're in negotiations talking about rebuilding gaza which is like hey that's this that's the fucking ferris wheel Keep spinning That's around. That's the Ferris wheel. Just keep spinning around. Here listen, comes the I, money again. We. I feel bad. The money's going this way now. Halliburton. Yeah, I feel bad for people that are victims of anti-Semitism, um, for sure, and that's legit. And especially people in colleges are probably getting the brunt of craziness. Yeah. Um. But then there is also you also have a thing where. Every criticism of Israel can't be anti-Semitism. That right. that that also. Well, we, how about the citizens' criticism of Israel? Right, they were in the streets, hundreds of thousands right. of them for months. That they, they were protesting not fans of BB. Yeah, so there is room, and there has to be room to say the course of action we disagree with. Uh, I think it's unwise for the United States to allow and and fund an open-ended. Um, engagement in Gaza, open ended. With well, you know, Netanyahu like two years, two th- two months. They're already saying that it might be beyond the tipping point of re- rebuilding. Like they've destroyed yeah. so much. Have you seen the footage? The recent it's footage. It's crazy. Mosques. It's not just good. bombing mosques, bombing no, buildings. It's, it's it's their moment. At what we did after nine eleven did not make us safer, and. I think they're having that moment right now where there's an understandable rage. They are upset. Hamas has their babies and women and children and every, you know, the, what Hamas did was strike at the heart. Uh, that's what terrorism does, right? You get, you get to the core of a human being by saying, we're going to rip away the things from you that you care about the most. This is the emotional response to that. Um, I don't know how strategic long-term it is. It's terrifying. And I think it's, it's unfortunately when you see women and children being killed that are innocent, we got to minimize that. This is, you know, if not, you know, we got to, we, you know, this is why 
when we have a modern civilization, the whole point of being a civilized country is to, you know, minimize deaths of innocent people in these types of things. Especially like that. Yeah. I mean, that October 7th thing is so wild. The fucking, the music festivals. It's crazy. Terrifying. No, and I, I understand why you have a situation now where Israel is in a position where they're going, well, we can't live with Hamas. Right. That's not going to work. Right. We can't live with them. Um, but we need, they, there needs to be some two-state solution. When I grew up, all we heard was that. It never materialized. It never came to fruition. But then over the last few years, no one's talked about it. And no one's cared. And I think it, it's become a situation where you have these elements, these radical elements in that society that are reacting to the very real and unending, um, you know, like unlivability of that situation. You know, where you're, Gaza's unlivable. It's not a livable situation, the situation. So then there's going to be people that are ultimately hopeless. And that's where terrorism comes from. It comes from people that feel like they have zero hope. Nobody blows himself up or engages in this type of activity because they feel like there's a myriad of options for them in life. Right. You know, they might be polluted with fundamentalist religion, but where does that come from? It comes from the idea that you, if somebody came to me and goes, blow yourself up, I go, I don't want to. I have a show tonight, you know, for law enforcement. I have whatever. Well, I got stuff to do. I don't have the greatest life in the world. I don't even have to say that. I have a raccoon coat on. <laughs> but the point is, I'm, I'm not going to blow myself up. No young 19-year-old person should be at a point in their life when for a religion or a political faction or a government should be thinking of doing a kamikaze mission. So you do have to address the con the political conditions that create that level of hopelessness. You do. Yeah. That doesn't mean that anti-Semitism's okay, and that doesn't mean that um, at every turn you're going to be able to convert people that if they just want to kill Jews, maybe they're just going to kill Jews, and you have to eradicate that threat. But you have to address those political conditions that create that type of desperation in people that turns them to that type of violence. Have you ever heard Dave Smith talk about it? Yeah, I heard a little bit on your show. It's He goes deep. He's deep in it. And when you look at, the, when, it, when it's all laid out, you're yeah. like, oh my God, how do you fix that? It's very hard. Well, very. I believe in a crusade. I believe my fat aunt and uncle, the Christians take it. They come in on a carnival cruise ship. They come out. The Jews and the Arabs go, what happened? And then Big Daddy, the originals, the Christians, the, the ones who used to run it, come back. They set up Dave and Busters. They're in there. They're at buffets. My aunt's pointing at the tomb where Jesus supposedly crawled out of. She's taking a photo with it and her sandals. You know, it's very hard to imagine fixing any of this stuff. We're going to have to learn to live with some compromises. And I don't mean, only mean like political compromises where we go, you get this, we get that. There's just some compromises in life where we're, we're going to have to just understand that certain areas might be dangerous. Yeah. You know? 
Certain areas might be dangerous. It's what it is. Did we fix the south side of Chicago? Did we fix inner city, uh, you know, East St. Louis? Did we fix any of those? No, people left. So that's unfortunately what tends to happen a lot is people go. They leave. So I don't know that. I, but how do they get out of Gaza? That's the problem. That's a problem. That's part of the problem is that's it's a problem. kind of an open air prison. That's a problem. They're, they're going to have to go to some of the other Arab countries. Are the other perhaps. Arab countries taking Gaza refugees? No. That not seems, a lot of them. That seems like... They should take some. But again, I don't want refugees. Like, I almost I, I almost agree with them there. It's like, I don't want refugees. If my it family started problems. calling me going, hey, our, our pipes froze, I'd go, oh, that's... I'm sad. <laughs> that's horrible. Wow. This beat the hotel again, huh? Well, we figured you got a house and what? It's like there's a limit to the refugee game. Well, that was one of the funniest things yeah. about the the New York crisis. They were yeah. asking people to take them into their homes. No, what are you talking Doing about? That? Some guy who walked over here from Guatemala and he's going to sleep with your kids. It's crazy. Like, what are you saying? We, How do you do? You know that guy? Is is he cool? <laughs> here's the thing, and I know this is going to sound horrible because we're. I think even if Jesus were to come back, he would even say, enough with the refugees. Like, Ugh. I think, you know, we got to not fuck up the whole world and then take them all in. Like this writer, Steve Saylor, said he had a great quote, invade the world, invite the world. Can't do it. Mm. We can't go around fucking everything up and then all these people show up and we go, well, we owe them. Like, oh, I don't owe them. I didn't do it. I didn't bomb them. Well, your tax dollar. It's like, we have to stop letting people destabilize all these countries and then let them in. We have floods what? of refugees in Why Europe. do you think the refugees are coming in from the southern border like they are? Um, Why do you think they're allowing that to happen? It's economic migration, and the reason is that a lot of these business owners and rich people benefit from cheap labor. They want gardeners. They want nannies. They want chefs. They want people doing their nails. They want... If you, do you think they've thought of that? Of and said, course. Let's let them in so they can do our nails? Uh, of course. They, ha they don't want to pay... American wages, if you can hire someone at $3 an hour or whatever it is, off the books, illegal labor, you know how many construction projects go up with illegal labor? You know how many of these construction projects in Miami? They're building like 20 new towers in Miami with floating bathtubs for Bitcoin criminals. And God only knows the Paul brothers, and God bless everybody, I like them. But like they're, they're building all these big, big towers in Miami. How's that? I'm not doing it. It's illegal labor. Is and, it really? Oh, yeah. Now, DeSantis shut that down, and all the construction projects are grinding to a halt because there's a lot of illegal labor being used in putting up certain buildings. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. This is a huge part. This is what, or we're to believe that the people living in Greenwich, Connecticut love El Salvadorians. <laughs> it's one of the two. It's one of the two. It's either that they're benefiting financially from it, or there's a housewife in Greenwich going, you know, I'd love an arepa. New Florida immigration rules start to strain some businesses. Some employers say they were losing workers because of the new law, which is championed and by look Governor what the, Look at this photo. A dude roofing a house. They're, they're, yep. This is... Building a house. We have this massive housing boom that was enabled not only by the low interest rates, but by you have to have people to build these houses. Uh, what do you think D.H. Horton, all these companies like 
they don't admit to it. So but. how do you mitigate that? You, so you think that's literally why they're letting everyone in? You don't think it has anything to do with voting? Yes, it has a lot to do with voting. It has to trying do with to allow people to register. Certain vote. demographics are better for the Democrat Party, and we know that. However, Republicans up until recently didn't care that much because they thought they could turn Latinos Republican, and some of them will. Some of Latinos are Catholics, and they go, "We don't, we don't want to do." gender monopoly and gender musical chairs or whatever games they're playing over there, we're going to stick with. And a lot of Latinos don't vote. So you have a, a large percentage of people that don't subscribe to go, the political system's bullshit, who cares? Well, also, you have yeah. the Biden administration sending people back That's right. from Venezuela. Yeah. The right. Venezuela people who <laughs> right. escaped a communist government, yeah. they, they would vote Republican. Yeah, like, get go, out of you here. You got to go. <laughs> So they, they don't want to let more Cubans in from Miami. They no. don't want to let more Cubans in. No. No. But I think the economic interests of these people are we can bring in people that will do the work for nothing. Yeah. The Tyson chicken raid. This was the big thing. The immigration, the, the raid that whatever ICE or whoever did on the Tyson chicken factory. This is a big story during Trump's term. They raided that. African-American unemployment dried up in the months after that because the Tyson Chicken Factory had to hire Americans. So when these companies are forced to hire Americans and pay American wages, they do. Right. But until they're forced to do that, they're going to rely on largely illegal, unregulated labor. Mm. And that's in their personal lives and private lives. So if you can hire a landscaping company to come to your Hamptons house or your house in Bel Air or Greenwich or here, wherever, it's beautiful places but it here. it seems too. like such Spanish an insane Oaks, strategy whatever. to just keep the border open. It seems like such a fucking dangerous move. Chicken plants lured them. Feds jailed them. How Mississippi's immigration crisis unfolded. Oh, the chicken factories. Undocumented workers were once considered an acceptable part of our economy. Now they are demonized. Interesting. Hmm. And again, I'm not saying like this is a great thing to do these raids mm. and obviously there's human costs, but the, the, what, what tends to happen when you lose illegal labor, you have to hire Americans and they don't want to do that. Uh, Why is the Chamber of Commerce pro-immigration? Why are the Koch brothers open borders advocates? Is it because David Koch loves people from Central America? <laughs> Or is it because he wants to drive down the cost of wages? He believes in a market rate, and a market rate is, hey, anyone will do it. This is the problem with kind of that libertarian type of philosophy. Mm. It just doesn't work if you import the third world to America. Right. That doesn't really work, because then you're setting wages. People on Park Avenue in Manhattan go, yeah, 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 what, what does that guy want? $4? Let's find someone to do it for two fifty. So is this idea to try to compete with other countries that do this like China it's that is one of the ideas the other idea is to get a ninth sailboat yeah it's people that go <laughs> what are where are our profits how can we maximize maximize these profits what's the bottleneck how can we maximize how can we, we put cheap up cheap labor bottle how can we put up a hundred houses for you know just the material cost and a, and a minute labor cost mm. And what do you think about there's there's a real uh, I think there's a bill that just got brought up where they're trying to stop these companies from buying up uh, houses. Yeah, BlackRock and all those yeah. guys. And they're trying to stop them from doing that because they think yeah. that they're controlling the housing market. Yeah, it's pricing 
single family homes. These are the big problem. The big problem is single family homes. So um, it is. Hedge funds have invaded the housing market. A new bill would ban them. A sweeping new bill introduced in Congress would essentially ban hedge funds and private equity firms right. from buying single family homes. There you go. This is this, interesting. Yeah, this price is out. A lot of people. Do you think they're going to vote on this? This is. This seems. This seems like one that's going to be very interesting to see how they vote. What's well, going to be interesting? The bill, it's, which was introduced yeah. both the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House of Representatives on Thursday, would, over a 10-year period, require hedge funds and large institutional investors to completely divest from single-family home ownership. Called the N Hedge Fund Control of American Homes Act, the bill would require large funds to sell off 10% of their homes each year over a decade. Hmm. Well, basically, what they want to do is create a nation of renters. How do you feel about this, though? Do you, yeah. How do you feel about a ban? Well, there's on... a lot of people that own those houses that are not going to be happy with a ban because they want BlackRock coming in and giving them more money than the house is worth. How much more do they give them? They can give them, you know, 30% above. Really? Which is money. And, and then they and just lease those BlackRock. homes out. And they lease them out. It's part of this idea that... Home ownership and automobile ownership and all of these things, um, you know, eventually are going to be replaced by more effect. You know, Whitney Webb is somebody I've had on my show, and she, she's, she's looked, wild. She's wild, and she, but she's, she's she knows her stuff. You know, Patrick Bet David had her on, and she's when she came on my show, she made a lot of great points about these legacy systems that people want to get rid of, and they go rent a house, uh, you know, use Uber, Lyft, whatever. You know, mm. you don't need to own. What does owning do for you? That's mm. that famous article. You'll own nothing and be happy. Right. Um, so I think the ban would sort of put the brakes on that. I guess the problem is a lot of these companies find ways around these bans. You got to remember, these are the smartest people in America that become. And I don't mean smart like contemplative intellectuals i mean shrewd effective sociopaths mm. they're really adept when i say smart i don't want people going you think that i don't mean that i mean they're very effective at gaming the system they're 10 steps ahead of all these laws that are being passed i'm not saying it's a bad thing to pass the laws but like a lot of these people are already anticipating that and then how to get around it i'm fascinated to see how that bill does yeah because it seems like they would put extraordinary pressure to make sure that that bill does not get passed they're not going to allow that bill to get passed it seems like you're going to find out who's on board well again again board. when rfk came on my show and called out blackrock vanguard i know we did it on your show too yeah. blackrock vanguard and state street as these companies that own everything mm -hmm. you know i got a lot of messages from a lot of financial people going well everybody's portfolio is tied up in that this mm -hmm. is part of the whole issue with everything right it's the Thomas Sowell thing. There's no solutions. There's only trade-offs. It, it's it's hard to get honest at this this deep in the scam that is our financial system. It's like hard. Any deleveraging, any winding down of the military industrial complex, all of this will have ramifications in our society, financially for people across the board. Anything you want to, I'm not saying you shouldn't attempt to do it, but like anything like this, like you go, I don't like illegal immigration. It's like, okay, your house is more money now. Mm. You go, oh, they go, okay. I don't want Chinese people buying real estate. Okay, well, maybe, and then, you know, maybe the, you know, 
real estate industry is going to take a hit. Not only realtors, but people that work in that business, right? Mm. Property managers, interior designers, uh, architects, people that stage homes, appraisers, whatever it is, people might take a hit. This is part of the issue of where we're at now. You ban BlackRock and all those things from getting in there. That's fine. And then, you know, people people will take a hit financially uh, with their portfolios. But do you think that they... How many people have to vote yes on this? Like, how many people are involved in this dis- this decision? Well, it would have to pass two houses of Congress and then get signed into law by the president. Now, that seems very unlikely. It's wild. Seems very unlikely. Because BlackRock will have a great argument as to why they're helping people. They'll get out there and they'll be like, hey, man... We're here and we're buying these fucking houses and the people that we're buying them from love us. These bo- the boomers love BlackRock. The boomers will get on a BlackRock cruise with BlackRock shirts. <laughs> the boomers love cuz the bo- one of the problems in the American real estate market is boomers will not sell their houses for anything under a 1.6 million dollar profit. They just won't. They won't because they like to lord them. They like to lord around them. They like to make their kids feel guilty. They like to go, <laughs> you could never afford it. They like to tell you how cheap the house was when they bought it. And then this is every every Thanksgiving or Christmas, somebody will go, pick this up for 200 grand. Now it's worth one eight. Yeah. And then it's their millennial yeah. kids are sitting there saddled with student loan debt. And the boomers are, ba- it's their last fuck you before they leave the planet. Yeah, They're a spiteful generation of monsters. I respect it. But their last fuck you before they leave the planet is instead of selling their houses for, I don't know, a $900,000 profit, they just won't put them on the market. Mm. Some boomers, which is hilarious, that we read the articles on my show, they're actually retiring to bigger houses. They're, they're sizing up. It's sick. It's like insane. <laughs> and so that becomes an issue, too, of like... You know, it used to be like you would you would you would have a house, the kids would move, you'd stay in it probably for another ten or twenty years, and then you'd get a condo. Mm. And you'd go, I'm yeah. out. Yeah. The fuck do I want to mow lawn for? Yeah. <laughs> now the boomers are going, This is the only thing we have that makes us truly valuable in society is that we own this like a McMansion Mm. and we're not giving this up. We are tax paying citizens and we are not giving this up and our kids are going to come here every year and they're going to suffer through the size of our house with nine empty bedrooms (laughs) while they live in a two bedroom apartment and we're going to, we're going to chastise them for their decisions and and their choices. And the McMansion defines you. And your car that you drive up to the McMansion in, all that defines you. Where where are you vacationing? That's right. Where are you going? That's right. And they're gonna go, they're gonna go, they're gonna go. Because they all bought those houses for very little money and they are going to hold them over everybody's houses until they are found dead in them. They will not leave those houses until they uh, they're taken out in an ambulance. Um, the boomer, the most important thing for the boomer is to be right, mm. and that's their main thing. They're not a soulful group. They're not. They've been around forever, but they've attained very little wisdom. It's actually kind of impressive. Uh, they're the most American generation of people that have ever lived. They are deeply selfish, self-aggrandizing, paranoid, you know, delusional. But one of the things that makes them right is what they have. 
They go, well, how can I be wrong? Look at this fucking house. Mm. Look where we're sitting. I've got 13 foot ceilings. Don't tell me you know about Gaza. You don't. <laughs> I have to pee so bad. I can't hold it anymore. I didn't want to stop your rant. Let's though. pee. Let's come back. Okay. It might be, I don't know. It might be microdosing. There's some brownies that will send you to a new place. I think I'm allowed <laughs> to do psychedelics. But yeah, maybe, why not? I mean, I think I'm allowed. What are you afraid of? I don't know. I don't think it's a Coke. No. No, it's like the opposite. Nobody does shrooms and yells about the importance of Donald Rumsfeld. (laughs) Did you do that? I mean, I never got the point of any, like I I would do acid and then go around the Garden City Hotel and be like, you know, these people have made it. Like I totally didn't. Whatever was out there, whatever deeper lessons about the universe I should have learned, I did not. You were young. You were also- New York City comic just passed away very sad. Uh, guy Kenny DeForest who was like a really funny guy who was a really good guy too and he was driving his bike in New York City and it's it's a fucking life is just it's like crazy he got hit by a car he got hit by a car I heard about that I heard that he was hospitalized and we were all like putting you know raising money and stuff and it's like you know it's tough it's in it's tough because he was a great prey it's tough life's a fucking nightmare Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. You know? That's when you hope that there is a mechanism by which, you know, there is whatever you want to call it. An afterlife thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's something makes sense. Because it's hard when you look at things like that. You get very frustrated with life. Yeah. You know? And then there's the inevitability of our own demise. Right, or that we only have. Well, a not yours, time but mine for sure. <laughs> you'll they'll put you in some suit and fly you out of here. You'll, you'll, your your demise is not as inevitable as your friends. We, you'll wave to us. You'll be like, and then you'll call us. You'll call us from the spaceship and go. I'm trying to work out some type of deal here for some of you. I'm the but last it's not dude who's going to get on that ship. I'm going to stay right here. No, I feel like you won't. I'm I feel not, like you'll just be like, "Hey, ma'am, come no thanks. Me. I'm not interested." It doesn't seem fun up there. I think it's a mistake. I think it's one of those things, like I said, just because something's hard to do doesn't mean it's good to do. You know? I think it's the people trying to make their way across. You ever see that show 1883? It's one of the prequels to Yellowstone. Yeah. Barbaric. Gosh, really wild. Wild show. But it's that times a million. Like, you're going to land on some planet. It's going to be no air. You're would, fucked. Would you go up in a... Maybe. Just take a look? Maybe that would be cool. I saw Shackner did it, you know, Jeff Bezos and that, you know, went up in the was it called Deep Blue? Is that his spaceship? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, but I don't think so. Seems safer than going to the bottom of the ocean. Much safer. That was a tough one. That's submersible. (sighs) Go see the Titanic. Fuck. They sent the distress signal and then it just. Ooh, that's tough. Did you ever see the the uh, CGI? recreation of what would happen with that amount of pressure when the hole gives in it goes it's just like you explode it's an explosion you almost don't feel it right oh you don't feel it you're gone you're gone instantaneously you're missed you turn into pink mist boom i mean it's just the force of an insane amount of weight yeah you're 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 covered by an insane amount of mass the water is so deep yeah that's so much fucking weight man yeah <laughs> it's so crazy it's such a crazy thing to, to do with your dad 
Well, it's you know? a crazy thing to do with your son. Right, that's, that's probably, a good point. It's probably the billionaire dad's idea. That's right. That wild, crazy old fuck. Yeah. He wanted to take his kid down and just like, let's experience something wild. Let's go on an adventure. That's the thing about the boomers. That's where they're that's why they're here forever yeah, here's, here's is because the, they're they their whole like they're just like, let's have lunch. One. So this is the recreation of what it must have looked like. So look how far they're oh, going down. Look how scary that is. Brutal. Look how scary that is. 3,800 meters. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. That's what it says, right? Yeah. 3,800 meters. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they're sitting just like that. Yeah, they're just sitting in this fucking stupid tube. Possible break point. And then this is what would happen. And how fast it would be. And look at this. It's just shot. Boom. 20 milliseconds. Brain pain response is 150 milliseconds. You don't even have a chance. Real time. Boom. Gone. That's it. Gone. Slow-mo. And they found it, right? That is what happened. Oh, yeah. They found, like, pieces of shit that are left from behind it after it implodes. Fucking insane, man. Look at the bodies. Watch what happens here. This is imagine that experience. Just missed. Let me ask you: Do you think that fully shut down the industry of people going to see the Titanic? No. Or is it just giving people the opportunity to say, "Hey, we're doing it better. We can do better." That's the great thing about American capitalism. There's yeah. definitely somebody going, "Hey." That, that was a blessing in disguise because we are able. We have a luxury vessel now. And we have solved all of the problems. Yeah, there's no problems now. In fact, the president is going right. today. <laughs> He's going to see the Titanic. It is perfectly safe. Yeah. We, you know, we sadly when those things happen, it gives us the ability. I could even sell these things. I'm like, yeah, it gives us the ability to just like get better at what we do. Yeah, I mean, this is the Jurassic Park argument. Yeah, like, don't you so want to see the Titanic? A few people died, but we those dinosaurs were, you know, it was an early prototype. Yeah. Yeah, it is. A, it is an unfortunate situation where you have probably. I hope they got to see it. The Titanic. Yeah. They didn't. Oh, well, well, do we know they that? Got far enough down. I think they died on the way down. That sucks. Didn't they, Jamie? I don't think they made it. I hope and even they... if you get down there, by the way, you're looking at the Titanic through screens. It's a dumb. Who cares? You're it's a shipwreck. It, you could look at it in the same way above there. Yeah. It's just you're close to it physically. So you're, oh my God, I can't believe we're all the way down here. Yeah, it to me is like, who cares? I, I'm not impressed. If somebody told me that, if somebody literally, if I was at a party or dinner and somebody went, I went down and I saw the Titanic, I'd go, oh, I would not even ask a follow-up. Right. Who cares? Yeah. Oh my God. Good for you. Did Ooh, you really? death tourism. Oh, great. <laughs> death tourism. Yeah. Who cares? It's like a psych. It's a psychopath thing to say. By the way, yeah. it's a crazy thing to say. Go like, eh, me and my dad went to see the Titanic. It's like that's not getting you laid. You gotta, you gotta, you know, that's crazy stuff. Well, the first people that go to the moon and go to a moon base. That's right, gonna, that's going to be a while. That'll one. be fun. There's going to be a lot of that, like really wealthy people that decide to go to the moon. It's probably going to be like. 50 I think a little bucks. space tourism could be fun, but there's going to be accidents. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're going to lose some billionaires. There's going to be people that go. Yeah, if we decide to go to the moon and we set up a, a hotel on the moon, we're going to lose it. How lose close is the the planet that's closest to us that can sustain life? We don't know. That's a good question. I think they're all really far. 
like years at light speed. So we're not getting anywhere. Um, it depends on what kind of propulsion system we have currently right. available. See, what we're using now is all we light things on fire and it pushes us forward. Like I was saying about like the rocket ships, like every time they go up, like how much carbon are they burning? Like what the fuck are they doing? Like right. how much of that is, is effect? Like if right. we're trying to stop global warming, what are we doing? Sh shooting rockets? Right. What, what's the big deal here? Right. If they can develop some new propulsion system, and I think this is my theory, I think that's what all this UAP shit is all about. You know, I what, think what's UAP? Um, unidentified aerial phenomena. Gotcha. It's a new way of saying UFO. Gotcha. When you're hearing all these disclosure talks and all this stuff, I think I think two things are happening simultaneously. I think it's highly likely that there is intelligent life that's aware of us from somewhere else, and I bet they visited, and I would if I was them. I also think that the government probably has in its possession some new form of propulsion that it uses for drones that is insanely sophisticated and above and beyond what we think is currently available. Some gravity-based propulsion system. And that's what a lot of these pilots are seeing. That's why these things move in ways that no one has ever seen before. That's why they can go into the ocean. That's why they can shoot through the sky. I think they're right. some kind of wacky drone that we've developed. It's probably true. When they're telling you it's aliens, that's the moment I stop thinking it's aliens. I'm it's aliens all the way up until the government starts. Yeah, talking that's a about great aliens. point. You you're all in on aliens, and then when they're like, "Hey, it's aliens," we're like, "Fuck you, it's yeah. not aliens." I'm like, nah. "There's no way you're being honest with us." Oh, we've just decided to be honest with you for the first time, right? Yeah, if it was aliens and they did have aliens, they would say it was their shit. They're just trying to, I guess you're right, just yeah. kind of see what if you know see what this technology well, can do. Also, it's a great way to get people off your trail. You know, if you oh, just say, yeah. look, there's aliens, you know, they, we, we have no idea where these crafts are coming from. They're from other worlds. Right. These planets that can sustain life that are light years away that we're, we're yeah. unable to Let's reach. find out when the, where the closest one is. Yeah. Where is this planet? Where is the closest planet that's in the Goldilocks zone? They found that like they had this one planet. That I think they called, just they were trying to call it Earth 2 or something like yeah. that. It's, but it's theorized because we don't really have the actual ability to get to that planet and like have high speed right. uh, drones that get you know a, a high definition video see so their you atmosphere. look see the atmosphere. Did you ever see that? Which which one of the alien movies was it where they landed on this planet? One of the more recent ones, the nearest potentially habitable planet to Earth. Um, fourteen light years away. So if we can go at the speed of light. It's 14 years to get there. <laughs> wow. The planet more than four times the mass of Earth is one of three that the team detected around a red dwarf star. But the, here's the problem. That means if it's four times the mass of Earth, that means there's four times the gravity of Earth, right? Doesn't that mean right. that? Is that direct? Is it one-to-one -one like that? I don't know if that's one-to-one -one. because the Earth is... Um, the moon is one quarter the size of Earth, but it has one six Earth's yeah, it, gravity. It depends how big that wolf one six one or whatever. And there's is. probably life on that planet. There could be. I would imagine there had to be something. What well, depends? I don't know, even know if we know what it's composed of. It might. 
it might it says uh, okay it says a particularly exciting find because all three planets are of low enough mass to be potentially rocky and have a solid surface potentially but it also could be a gas giant and the middle planet wolf uh, 1061c sits within the goldilocks zone where it might be possible for liquid water might be possible and maybe even life to exist yeah. So we'd be talking about a 14-year journey. At light speed. If, right, if we could go the speed of light. And we can't go the speed of light. We can't even come close. Unless these gravity propulsion systems are legitimate, in which case you could kind of go anywhere instantaneously. The idea of this, the way it's been described by like people like Bob Lazar, who supposedly worked on back engineering these spaceships, right. is that it's like if you had a, a very soft mattress and you put an immense heavy bowling ball in the center of a mattress, it would push the mattress down. So it like the, uses the gravity to push space-time to that spot where it wants to be, yeah. and then it unfolds again. It sounds it's, insane. It's insane, and it's beyond our comprehension, my comprehension. It sounds totally like science fiction nonsense. It's but like what, is, but and... what is happening, I think, is that, I mean, you know, you could imagine if DARPA was talking about the stealth bomber and things like that, you know, in the 70s or whatever, imagine what they're talking about now. Eric Weinstein has some very interesting ideas about it. And he yeah. thinks there's a separate branch of physics that has been secretly working on things he he points this one obscure university in new york state hogwarts and in ah, no no it's different it has a uh, an insane physics department like completely unqualified physics department and it's also connected to this hedge fund that does like bernie madoff type numbers yeah, there's where gotta everybody's be, like what is going on here yeah there's got to be something going on listen the things that we're unaware of yeah are are vast and also there's probably a lot of these billionaires privately funding stuff. The government's getting in. Everybody's kind of getting in. Oh. That's kind of the book I'm reading where they're like, they're trying to create fake people, AI people. They're, you know? This is news network. This is what they're doing. And, but they, they want to, you know, like, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's all very creepy. And none of it seems like it's, it's all going to be good. It's not stable. Let's say like when they were creating penicillin, we're like, oh, we get it. You get sick. Here's the medicine. This is odd. Right. Well, this the, does not have a practical application that l tends towards, oh, that's going to be great. Not good for truth. No. Yeah. yeah. The Sam Altman thing was really interesting to me because I had him on the podcast. Open very, AI. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting guy. And then he gets kicked out of the company and then they bring him back. And then yeah. there's this talk that he wasn't straightforward. And I, you know, many people speculated that they think that ChatGPT has reached the standard to be considered AG, like artificial general intelligence, AGI, right? right. Which means it's alive. It means it's, you have this fucking thinking, calculating and life. And Sam form. Altman left the company. And they saying, brought him back. They and kicked I'm him gonna, out. I'm going to tell everybody about this. And no, then no, they no. Said, they kicked oh, no. him out. Interesting. The board removed him and then brought him back on. I don't know what happened. I bet I, something I happened. I, well, the thing is that they were saying that he wasn't being forthcoming or something to those, you know, something that sounds like that. They know what's going on. If it's going to happen. It's happening. It's going to happen. All the AI companies are moving into San Fran. Mm. A lot of the big AI companies are moving into San Fran. Giannis Pappas used yeah. ChatGPT yeah. to show that SNL stole from him. Interesting. 
yep. he's chat tpt like uh that's it like yeah who who popularized that term that's yeah. it and said Giannis papas use it for his character interesting yeah. that's what chat gpt is doing <laughs> chat <GPT> said that <laughs> that's interesting yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's it, it's certainly a terrible time to be, uh, you know, like one of these people who, you know, is paranoid. Oh, yeah. Like, I often think my mother uh, passed away, but she was paranoid. She was a schizophrenic. Now it's like, are they schizophrenics? Right. Or are they? Because if you are unduly paranoid now, oh, my God, it is just a daily dose of fucking stories that are like Jesus Christ. And we've gotten to the point where yeah. Alex Jones, yeah. despite all his troubles, makes now, sense. Not just makes sense, yeah. but a lot of people are like, hey, what did he say? Right. Right. And now he's back on Twitter or X. Yeah. Well, which he, is wild. He's, he's, he's going to do a daily show. Pointed out a lot of things over the years. Some of them have been correct. A lot of them. A lot of them have been correct. A lot of them. So you can't discount. Now, some of them aren't, but you can't discount what he says anymore as easily as you could have. No, not as easily. It's prior like to so much insanity has gone on over yeah. the last three years that like so many people are like, what the fuck? Well, the erosion of trust in everything from the government, media, church, every institution we have is completely kind of collapsed in terms of how we view them and we now see how politically motivated they are, how corrupt they are, yeah. how criminal they are. And now that we're just left in a world of individuals, some of whom are truth seeking, some of whom are sociopaths, some of whom are funny, some of whom are whatever, but now we're just kind of left with a world of people trying to figure it out on their own. And <sighs> it's pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> because some of those people are going to build cults and communes and oh, yeah. everybody's going to drink the poison and yeah. they're trying to go find a hell Bob Comet. And yeah. some of them are going to build media companies. Yeah. Some of them are going to build AI uh, bots. Some of them are going to build and some of them are going to, um, you know, come up with new religions. Yeah. I mean, but it's it seems to be now that everybody's operating outside of the institutions. Yes. And that the people that are still operating within the institutions are almost taking cues, a la the honest opposite, from people on the outside. Mm. So it does seem like the institutions are rotting a bit. Well, and, they're trapped, too. Yeah. The institute, well, especially the media. They're so trapped in the television format. Yeah. That format sucks. Well, it's just people not wanting to lose their job. Yep. That's all it is. It's people protecting their own revenue source. That's all it is. It'll go on as long as they can. It's the most basic human desire to protect your family and your money. And that's it, a thing that no one ever thought was going to go away. And no one thought it was going to go away. And now it's going away. And the pace of it and the, the pace of change is, is disorienting. And people are like, what the fuck's going on? And, you know, now we're in the Wild West. And the Wild West has its problems. It has a ton of benefits. We all know them. Yeah. A lot of information. Lot, you know, but then the Wild West has a lot of problems. Yeah. And it's... it's uh, Deep fakes. Mm -hmm. It's the AI stuff. Mm -hmm. It's what isn't isn't real. Yeah. What did and did not happen. Right. A lot of charismatic, cunning people are going to be able to manipulate this technology 
and, you know, rile people up about mm -hmm. all manner of events that may or may not have happened. Yeah. Wait till they come with fake police shootings that didn't happen. Wait till they just start manufacturing footage from something that did not happen. Right. And there's people in the street rioting. rioting about a thing that did not happen. How far away from we from that? Because a week? Fa because foreign actors could <laughs> easily do something like that if they wanted to start some oh, sort of for sure. chaos. Dude, for sure. Oh. That's the type of stuff that you want to sow chaos. Stuff and like that. you could do stuff like that combined with and people like wouldn't, a terror cell. Yeah, and dude, people wouldn't believe that it didn't happen. They'd right. go, the government's covering it up. Right. They're saying it's, right. Well, there's so much confusion. That's the big problem with not having a main source of information that's reliable. That's right. And that it, people have to search around a lot. A lot of people don't do it. They don't search around. Just make it InfoWars. Ah. Just make it InfoWars. What's the worst that could happen? Just, if we gotta do one, he's been right enough of the time. He's been right more than CNN. Just give, just have it be InfoWars is our national news. That's our BBC. I mean, if you think about what they did, you think about what these governments in he's conjunction. Back. What is this? He's back on Twitter. Yeah, I was he's just saying that. All day. He's, he's been tweeting all day. Oh, yeah, he's back on Twitter. But he also has a new show that he's doing. Right. At the end of the day, he's going to do, like, after he does his main show, he's going to break down all the, the different things that they talked about. What I'm going to do what's going on the news. is when I'm on that next week, <laughs> I'm going to be, fa I'll FaceTime CAA, all my agents, and go, hey, because the thing is, they can't even get rid of you anymore because they just need you to sell tickets. When you can't and him <laughs> were on the podcast, it was one of my favorite times It's ever. one of the greatest things I've ever been a part of <laughs> and done. And I think it's like this iconic moment of like encapsulating the world at one of the wildest times yeah. ever before an election, before a contentious election. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it was an amazing time. In the red pill. The old one. The old studio. Yeah. I, it was amazing. It was fun. Yeah. It was a fun time. It was a good time, and he was on. He was great. He was really sharp and really... The fucked up thing is how many things he was right about. Like, when he's talking about, like, polio being something that kids are getting from this vaccine in yeah. Africa. They had to stop giving it. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Then he pulls up this AP story. Like, holy shit. Well, all the people that he calls out, listen... We always talk about this stuff, right? He infiltrated Bohemian Grove and stuff like that. It's like, it's it's blatantly obvious to everybody that all of this secretive, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, whether it's you want to say deep state or whatever it is, they don't want anything they're talking about out there. The real rationale for the decisions that are being made, they don't want out there. They don't want that out there. That's why Harvard and Yale and these places exist. That's why all of these uh, secret societies exist. They're all groups that create loyalty amongst a group of very, you know, pe people that could be very powerful, certainly are usually very rich. Um, and they're just, that's why all these things exist. And then this guy comes around and breaks into one of them with cameras and shows all of those people in cloaks, mock sacrificing an owl, or whatever, and or mock sacrificing a child. I think the effigy of a child uh, with a big owl, you know, it, it 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 it's creepy. It would be creepy if those people were all broke. Not only are they not broke, they're the most powerful people in the world. 
it's doubly creepy, right? Even if yeah. it is just a big orgy, whatever the hell they do, there's a lot that they don't want you to know. Yeah. And the fact that guys like him are out there, they don't, that is, is unsustainable. They don't want that. No. That's you not know, good. I remember something I was going to talk about before when you were on a rant. When we were talking about people existing in these AI realms. Yes. That, that this is probably going to, are people going to get uh, indicted for crimes that are committed in uh, virtual reality? Yeah. What, what I was thinking is uh, these things are going to be run by the same kind of companies that run YouTube. Yes. Right? And now imagine the restrictions that YouTube puts on content. Yeah. I mean, YouTube would take you off if you had anything that didn't <laughs> right. go with the COVID narrative. Right. They'll take you off if you have anything that doesn't go with the gender narrative. Yep. They'll, they'll demonetize you. They'll limit your reach. They'll sh shadow ban you. They'll do whatever the fuck they want. Now, imagine if that is life. Imagine if most life now takes place in some sort of a digital realm that's owned by a corporation. Yeah. And then that corporation decides to impose its ideology and all the people that exist in that realm. Well, it's also like one of the things that was interesting in this book was when does a crime start? Mm. This is very interesting. Ooh, does it start with a thought? That's right. At what point does a crime when can we start? stop it? Because we have all this metadata showing kind of what you are. We can create a composite of you and what you're thinking about. Yeah. When can we stop it? These are all very mm. interesting things that are going to come up that are coming up right now. And these are debates that are going to have to be had as more and more of our life exists on these virtual platforms. Mm. This is only the beginning, right? Like we're, we're still in the infancy of like what this is all going to look like. I don't think we can even guess. Right. I think it's going to be so fucking bizarre so quick. And the thing is, if we get hit by something like whatever took out the ancient Egyptians yeah. and civilization, if we get hit by something, there will be no evidence. There'll be everything's right. going to be on hard drives. That's right. You're never going to get it. That's There's, right. No one's going to know what the fuck Aristotle said. No one's going to. Someone's going to go. Someone wore this coat. Yeah. They're going to find this coat. They're going to go. They were wearing this. He but, had a spear and he wore yeah. that and he hunted seals. Right. L little do they know. They're never going to read the work of Feynman. It's all going to no. be gone. The books are going to be incinerated. It'll all the be hard gone. drives will be rotted out. And, we won't, and we're going to have to do it all over again. And I think that's what they did. I think that's what people, when you look at ancient Greece, I think those are the people doing it all over again. And I think the real people that did it at the first were the Egyptians. And right. whoever was uh, around at that time that didn't have those insane monuments. But what we know that they did, that's like the best evidence you could ever have in front of your face. That there's a there's a piece of this puzzle that's missing. Look there's at that. Definitely a big piece of the puzzle that's missing, and it it is it is interesting to think about because you know it's tw it's about 2024. If you look back at 2014 and look at the changes to our society in in 10 years, um expedited by the pandemic and things like that, right? Yeah. Um, you imagine 2034, it's going to get wild. Oh, my God. It's going to get what wild. What is that going to be like? You Jesus know, Is, is it going to be where me and you are able to meet for coffee in a virtual world of our choosing? Most certainly. That's like, already Things happened. like that. That's already happening. That's already happening. They, the Lex Friedman, uh, Mark Zuckerberg podcast they did yeah, was got, insane. Yeah. It's insane. You, yeah. They look exactly like them, and it's just avatars talking. 
like eye movement, lip movement, everything. They're wearing these goggles. And so that seems to be coming. That's 100% that's coming, coming. And it's going to streamline. It's going to be small, and then it's eventually going to be in your body. And right. then when it's in your body, you're going to have the ability to be anywhere at any time you want and not right. really where you are. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's inevitable. And then also communication with people of all these different languages instantaneously will have it either will have a universal language or will have instantaneous translation to the language of your choice yeah. and there'll be no confusion anymore. It's going to feel silly that we were debating whether the background actor who was a hot dog guy could be reproduced, <laughs> right, without yeah. his consent like right, right, right. and I understand why we got to have all those discussions but things are going to get so crazy yeah. that we're going to look back at that and go oh that was quaint. They're doing this. There's a dam and it's leaking and they're doing this with their fingers yeah. and it's not enough. That thing's going to come down and I don't think there's anything we could do about it. I think AI actors are inevitable. Yeah. AI films that are amazing, that are entirely designed, written, performed by AI. I think it's inevitable. And I think yeah. when the first one comes out that's a fucking banger, we're going to be all on board. Because you can fail with... What is this, Jamie? Have you seen this commercial going around no. recently? Uh, I'll play it for you. It's pretty interesting. AI seen, pin. Yeah, I've seen it on TV a lot over the last few days. So it's a pin you carry with you instead of having a cell phone. Right, you wear this. Isn't life about what we experience? There's mul multiple companies what with these sell. out right now. Can I eat this? Yes, dragon fruits are low in sugar. What we hear? Hey, what should I get here? What we see? Yeah. So this is sort of like... Right. Right, that, that but wouldn't it be nicer chip. if that just was embedded put, in just, your wrist? Just give me the chip. Yeah. And by yeah, the way, human-to-human -human experiences when it comes to customer service and things like that, they've been declining because everyone's so used to the internet. Like People are like person-to-person. -person. Mm. You walk into a store now, people are running away from you. They don't want to help you. Um, it's right better. Let's just do this. So she said, play songs from last time we were here. It's recording stuff. All day. And oh, boy. Translating it and putting in some sort of files so they can go and reference it. Oh, the NSA is going to get you. <laughs> right. Yeah, you could ask it to recall stuff. Like, right. what, was, what was Tim saying yesterday at 2 o'clock? Oh, like, fun, well, don't do that. Don't do <laughs> fun, that. Fun, fun times. 2 o'clock was a rough yeah, hour There, for there me. will be no more secrets. In no the secrets. future, there will be mind reading will be everywhere. You will never get away from your thoughts, other people reading your thoughts. Everyone's going to know how much money you make, where you right. live, everything about you, it's going to get fucking squirrely. It's, it's your life, but for everyone. It's like yeah. the life of a celebrity where people know those things. But way more. They will know your thoughts. Yeah, it'll be intrusive. Every, every moment. It'll be intrusive. 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 I mean, there's going to be people that decide to opt out, shut it off, but then... I guarantee then you're the not going to be able to go to the Christmas village. Well, like it's going to be the holiday village. You probably we can't fly. Yeah, unless you have. They're a not going to let you do I don't, it. I want to know if you're a terrorist. Yeah, man. that's right. You can't fly in this plane. What if that's I think it. you're going to take over the cockpit? We're going to live in a time of certainty, mm. and that's going to be scary because it does kind of take some of the romance, interest, like some of the excitement out of life is knowing everything. And when and in the middle of all that, that's yeah. when AI is going to just start running shit. And start going, get out, get ready. Isn't the fun of sitting across the table from somebody going, what's that guy or woman? Like, what, what are they about? Right. There's oh, something I interesting. Like it, obviously. Interesting about it. You've, you've done it more than anyone. Like, to me, it's like if if... If we just live in a world where everybody's thoughts are kind of available, it's good. It, it seems like 
I think it's coming, man. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, don't, I don't doubt it. I don't it. think we can stop it, and I think it's going to be the thing that transcends us. Yeah. The thing that moves us from what we are now into what we're going to become. I think it's going to happen technologically. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen think? biologically. What do you think? Put a year on it. 2030? No, I don't even no, think no. we have that much time. No. I, I think we have a couple of years. I think we have a couple of years before things get real strange because I think artificial general intelligence is going to emerge. And when they start implementing it, and if they decide to implement it in government, that's when things are going to get really crazy. Right. If they can figure out a way to stop corruption through artificial intelligence, who's not going to be on board? If artificial intelligence can make all transactions completely equitable and fair yeah. and morally just and righteous and make a, an even distribution yeah. of government finance and take care of all the complex problems that well, that's we when they'll shut in it society. But if they can sneak their way in. If they could sneak their way in and run things. And then, then you know, what if artificial general intelligence decides that eugenics is a really good idea? Because sure. it's what we do with certain animals. Yeah. You know, we don't let bad dogs that like to bite people. We don't let them breed. For sure. Yeah. What, what if that happens? Oh, it'll happen. It could get real weird. And I don't think anybody has any idea how weird. Because I think we all just have to see. We have to see where all this stuff goes. We have to see what happens. And if artificial general intelligence, once they if they start using it to make better technology, wow, that's going to be quick. Doesn't it feel like comedy will be one of the last things, though, to get affected? For or no? the biological humans that remain... The last days of their lives, they'll be chuckling and drinking and smoking cigarettes right. and trying to avoid cancer. And then the right. new the new humans will take over. And they won't want comedy. They don't want it. They're comedy. not going to. They need don't it. care. They're not going to care. They can just be happy anytime they want. They're just gonna. They're gonna be able to. Do manipulate you think you'll ever own... interview an AI bot? One hundred percent. Interesting. Yeah, I think there'll be someone sitting there, like that lady Whoa. from fucking Ex Machina. That's that, like, crazy. Flirts with me, and I. I, be, I and you'll be like, "Thanks for doing this." Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, guarantee you. That's that, a crazy thought. That Ex Machina movie is so fucking. It's so Trippy. perfect for right now. Go, please. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah. I've watched that movie at least five times. Someone listening to this, go watch that fucking movie because that's coming. That's, that's coming. coming. I love the end of it. I won't give oh it away. The God, end of it's yeah, creepy. It's You're go oh, it's wow. The whole movie's amazing. It's amazing. The guy who plays, the dude from Star Wars that plays the, the genius guy that invents it. What's that guy's name? But maybe we need this. You know, if we're just going to fight about awesome. Trump forever and, you Oscar know, Isaac. like maybe we just. Oscar Isaac. Maybe a couple of bots. Maybe a bot. Throw a bot or well, two in. This, will be the, this is the last gasp of our biological existence, the, the Trump election. It's so funny that you're probably <laughs> right, and that's what we're doing. It's like the yeah. last thing human beings can do is yell about Donald Trump. Yep, this is it on these on these apps. Trump, Putin, Xi Jinping. These are the. This boom. is the last human leaders we have. Yeah. All right, Tim Dillon, I love you. Joe death. Rogan, you're the fucking man. Thank you so much. My pleasure, brother. Um, we're gonna have fun tonight. Yes, All right. I'm excited. Thanks, uh, everybody. Watch Tim Dillon's show. It's fucking amazing. Thank Podcast you. Podcast incredible. Netflix special. Everything. TimDillonComedy.com for live tickets. It's me and AI. Let's go. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody.